with America's only born and bred southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. And so we are off and running for this 13th, oh dear God, Friday the 13th day of October 2023. This is the Horn. Head on .live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza. It is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast, if you, are, if you are a member of the community via podcast, thank you for taking time to share in this ongoing conversation. And uh, please, if you don't mind, leave a comment wherever you take the podcast, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Pod, Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Leave a comment and, uh, for the algorithm and mash the like button if you're listening at um, tune in hit that heart button hopefully we'll eventually get to a whole thousand unique listeners hi i'm robin and if you happen to be listening live right now well feel free to pop over pop by the aforementioned mary wacky zany and you'll be greeted by the early arrivers that would be anatole and squeaky and theo hi y'all happy friday I don't even know if I could say that. Happy Friday. Uh. But at any rate, uh, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so, consequently, thanks go out to uh, uh, David in Oregon, and thanks to Paul, and thanks to Gary and Gaia. Thank you all so much for being partial sponsors of the program. Thank you. Thank you to uh, Cecilia for jumping in, and so consequently, uh, we, we we are at uh, $1,465 to go to get caught up. That's last Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not yesterday, and today. So $1,465. Thanks, everybody, for your support of the program. It is It is the only thing that keeps the whole thing going. As to yesterday, my sincere apologies. Uh, there were there were technical issues, and uh, uh, Brother Deacon Asa informed me 
later on that he had had to uh, uh, he and his beloved had had to run to school because their little guy had bumped his noggin and so they went and checked it out and made sure made sure everything was okay and so that's 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 why I couldn't connect to the stream and I completely oh my god I understand that we had we had four and the number of times we get called to the school because somebody banged into something or tripped and fallen on their face or you know we are not the most coordinated family here uh, let's just say I know exactly I know exactly where uh, what it what it was like for brother Deacon Asa so uh, we'll try to catch up you know I, I was sitting here ready to roll yesterday um, loaded for bear as it were and well so instead, and I, I, you had to enter some of your minds. Ah, right, she's playing hooky. She's watching the Mountaineer game. Well, I did kind of watch a little bit of the Mountaineer game, and just no, it was horrible. Uh, believe you me, I would rather have been on the air. I promise. God made Mountaineer football to teach the optimistic. But enough of that. Enough of that. Um, where to begin? Well, first of all, it's Friday on the front porch, so we will talk about things uh, here in about, oh, 55 minutes. We'll go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and see who wants to talk about what this this Friday. This is, well, this will be our first front porch conversation since what happened on Saturday and the opening of a brand new bloody war in that most warlike of places. I, I want to uh, I want to share something with you that I got from our pal Kim in New York. Kim sent along a link to a New York Times op-ed piece and it was a it was a really moving thing. Um, it's by a, a man named Nir Abishai Cohen, who is a major in the reserves of the Israel uh, Israel of the IDF, who wrote a book last year called "Love Israel, Support Palestine." So with that with that in mind, uh, again, thank you, Kim, for sending it along. Just going to share a little bit of it. I was in Austin, Texas, for work on Saturday when I received a call from my commander in the Israel Defense Forces to return to Israel and head to the front line. I didn't hesitate. I knew that the citizens of my country were in real danger. My duty, first and foremost, is to join the fight against those who unleashed a massacre on my people. I boarded the first flight I found out of Austin to head home to join the IDF reserves where I serve as a brigade operations command officer. During my long flight to Israel, my mind couldn't rest. I was trying to write down my feelings and thoughts about everything happening and everything that's about to happen in my beloved country. Little by little, the dimensions of the horrors of the most brutal attack that Israelis have experienced since the establishment of the state were being revealed. 
Hundreds of Hamas terrorists slaughtered more than 1,200 people, including women and children and older people. About 150 citizens and soldiers have been taken captive. There's nothing in the world that can justify the murder of hundreds of innocent people. But, he adds, I'd like to say one thing clearly before I go to battle. There's no such thing as unavoidable. This war could have been avoided and no one did enough to prevent it. Israel did not do enough to make peace. We just conquered the Palestinian territories in the West Bank, expanded the illegal settlements, and imposed a long-term siege on the Gaza Strip. Remember, this is a commissioned major in the IDF reserves. For 56 years, Israel has been subjecting Palestinians to oppressive military rule. In my book, Love Israel, Support Palestine, I wrote... Israeli society has to ask itself very important questions about where and why the blood of its sons and daughters was spilled. A messianic religious minority has dragged us into a muddy swamp, and we are following them as if it were the piper from Hamlin. When I wrote these words last year, I didn't realize how deep in the mud we were and how much more blood could be shed in so little time. I'm now going to defend my country against enemies who want to kill my people. Our enemies are the deadly terrorist organizations that are being controlled by Islamic extremists. And then this. Palestinians aren't the enemy. The millions of Palestinians who live right here next to us between the Mediterranean Sea and Jordan are not our enemy. Just like the majority of Israeli Israelis want to live calm, peaceful, and dignified life, so do Palestinians. Israelis and Palestinians alike have been in the grip of a religious minority for decades. On both sides, the intractable positions of a small group have dragged us into violence. It doesn't matter who is more cruel or more ruthless. The ideologies of both have fueled this conflict, leading to the deaths of too many innocent civilians. As a major in the reserves, it is important to me to make clear that in this already unstoppable new war, we cannot allow the massacre of innocent Palestinians. Israel must remember that there are more than two million people living in the Gaza Strip. The vast majority of them are innocent. Israel must do everything in its power to avoid killing innocent people and to focus on destroying the militant army of Hamas. This war, like others before, it will end sooner or later. I'm not sure I will come back from it alive, but I do know that a minute after the war is over, both Israelis and Palestinians will have to reckon with the leaders who led them to this moment. We must wake up and not let the extremists rule. Palestinians and Israelis must denounce the extremists who are driven by religious fanaticism. The Israelis will have to oust National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir, Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich and their far-right circle from power, and the Palestinians will have to oust the leadership of Hamas. I try to look for shreds of hope. The Yom Kippur War, the most difficult war that Israel had known until this week, started by surprise in 1973. After a peace agreement between Israel and Egypt was finally signed in 1979, Menachem Begin, Anwar Sadat, brokered by Jimmy Carter, adding parenthetically, The border with Egypt, one that was un once the site of dead and wounded, became a border of peace. Israelis must realize that there is no greater security asset than peace. The strongest army cannot protect the country the way peace does. This current war proves, once, proves it once again. Israel has followed the path of war for too long.
At the end, after all the dead Israelis and Palestinians are buried, after we have finished washing away the rivers of blood, the people who share a home in this land will have to understand that there is no other choice but to follow the path of peace. That is where true victory lies. Devoutly to be wished. Thank you for sending that along, Kim. Kim added, I'm sitting here despondent because my oldest friend, best friend, basically implied that I'm a self-hating Palestinian apologist Jew because I'm against the way in which Israel is responding to Hamas indiscriminately killing innocent Palestinians. Whose side are you on, she asked me. I think it's the first time I've ever responded to her by raising my voice via text, in other words, in caps. I hate, I mean, hate to think this might damage our friendship, but I won't countenance anyone, especially a dear friend, coming at me like that. For the first time, I feel almost compelled to call into the program, but I don't have the cojones to do it. I'd freeze and become completely inarticulate. Anyway, sorry for venting, but I know you're a kind soul and compassionate soul who would understand. I don't think you'd freeze up, Kim. Um, this is probably the easiest talk program to call into anywhere in America, on either side of the aisle. I don't think you'd freeze up, but I understand. I understand, and you articulated your, your, your feelings very, very well. Thanks for listening, Kim says. Signed, Kim, the self-hating Jewess. In New York City, you are not. There's nothing wrong with decrying the slaughter of innocents, no matter whom the innocents are who are being slaughtered. The claim came out that the, the, that the Hamas terrorists had beheaded 40 babies. And I said back then, here we are, this little program, so far ahead of the curve, it's like we're on straight road. But that reminded me an awful lot of the Kuwaiti babies being thrown, taken out of incubators and thrown out windows, in, 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 and that turned out to be complete and utter bullshit. Hey, well, uh, the White House had to do some walking back. Because, uh, as it turns out, President Biden said, and uh, this, was, this was Wednesday, President Biden had said Wednesday evening, I've been doing this a long time, I never really thought I would see, have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. That was when President Biden was speaking to leaders of the U.S. Jewish organizations at a White House meeting Wednesday night. There's only one problem. He saw no such photographs. And so, consequently, a White House spokesperson made abundantly clear that no, the President has not seen any such lurid photographs. And that the White House itself has not independently confirmed even the existence of such photographs. And in fact, 
They were relying on a statement by Benjamin Netanyahu's spokesman. And media reports out of Israel. So, right again. Now, it didn't, uh, the fact that none of this was verified didn't stop any any, tabloid papers and the like from splashing it all over their headlines. And uh, curiously, after Netanyahu's people uh, braid it out to the world, the Israeli military itself refused to confirm the account. And the anatomy of this, what appears to be fable, goes back to a, a propagandist repeating, uh, uh, amplifying something said by another individual who, again, had no first-hand knowledge. But even the independent said, we did not see evidence of the claims. Oren Ziv, an Israeli journalist, went to the town or the kibbutz where this was alleged to have happened. And Oren Ziv, the Israeli journalist, said, we didn't see any evidence of the claims, and the army spokesmen or commanders also didn't mention any such incidents. Now, the LA Times is retracting claims that Hamas fighters raped Israeli women, with the LA Times noting such reports have not been substantiated. And, of course, on Tuesday, Joe Biden repeated the same thing. Truth is the first casualty of war. And, of course, there is a direct... It's it's impossible not to be reminded of the vile little lie from Bush, Bush War One. Again, the babies being yanked out of out of incubators and chucked onto the streets of Kuwait City below. It's almost it's almost like some PR firms 
are out there channeling Shakespeare's Henry V speech before the walls of Arfleur, talking about your babies spitted upon pikes. Over at Human Rights Watch, their Mideast director, uh, Sarah Lee Whitson, said, Unless you got some hard facts, not more allegations supports gruesome allegations of decapitated babies and mass rape, which the Israeli army says it can't confirm, please take a pause from asserting it happened. Recall the allegations of mass rape in Libya and Syria all turned out to be false, though that did not stop media from repeating it. Now, is that me being an apologist for Palestinians? No. Is that me trying to be a responsible former practitioner of journalism? Yes. And the numbers are piling up. That was a claim of 40 decapitated babies. Uh, the last number I saw was that uh, in Gaza, ten times as many children have been blown into a red mist, as my friend Malloy puts it, by uh, is, is Israeli bombing, rocket attacks. And the death toll so far is, the civilian death toll is roughly equi equi equal so far. The Gaza death toll will eventually outstrip it because the Gazans are, by and large, defenseless. And Hamas will use them, whether as human shields or propaganda vehicles. You know, Israel has the Iron Dome. Why can't Gaza have the Iron Dome? Why can't the West Bank have Iron Dome? So that nobody can rain shit on anybody. Yeah. Uh, Randy Radar says if you even mention BDS in this country, you'll get called an anti Semite. Truth. Uh, Flavio says it's just amazing the editorial independence of Israeli newspapers. Holy crap, they too are noticing Netanyahu Hamas symbiosis and they've got the receipts. And it's not just one paper, it's not just Haaretz. And what that what that what that uh, reserve major said in the New York Times is true. And it's something that I've been saying for nigh on 20 years here. Faiths are what faiths are. It is the fundamentalism that creates all the problems. And Islamic fundamentalists and Jewish fundamentalists have a death grip on each of their countries. Remember, before... We had the story before the uh, before the attack happened. 
of the American Orthodox tourist in Israel knocking two 1,700-year-old sculptures in a museum to the ground and shattering them. One was a bust of Athena Parthenos. Athena the Virgin. And the other was of the uh, Hellenic deity Nemesis. And the individual screamed, This is against the Torah. Every fundamentalism is pure poison. It does not matter whose. It really doesn't. Hindu fundamentalism, poison. Islamic fundamentalism, poison. Jewish fundamentalism, poison. Christian fundamentalism, poison. The fundamentalism is, a, is an attempt to drag cultures back from anything resembling modernity. So, so much so that in his own book, uh, giving a warning to the world long, long before anyone knew what a Bin Laden was, none other than Lawrence of Arabia talked about the Wahhabis in Arabia and how they they declared heresy about any uh, any aspects of modern life at the time he was dealing with it you know the second decade of the 20th century and it is in the ascendant Uh, note coming in from Darlene in Connecticut. Kim, we support you. So sorry, Kim. Your friend needs to understand that she is falling exactly into the trap of what terrorists want. Good people, good friends, turning on one another. Agreed, Robin. The beheading of 40 babies sounds a bit, well, like something out of the Bible or biblically far-fetched to me. The number, 40, like 40 days and 40 nights. Seriously, baby? As a matter of fact, I've heard at least one report that stated Hamas never thought they'd get as far as they did. That they are actually in the oh shit mode and now realize that they must own what they've done through and through. They know they're going to pay severely. Bibi left the settlers in Gaza unprotected. He left them vulnerable. And by the way, I thought about the Wagner group in Syria long ago concerning what happened. My sense is there's a connection of some sort. Oh, I have no doubt. Paragliders? Ultralight aircraft? Who was the head of the Air Force? Did, did John Denver? Sorry, that was uncalled for. Too soon. It, I saw the same article, Darlene. But again, if you happen to be Vladimir Putin... This is great. Because he thinks that we that the, 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 the West cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. How I wish that Jimmy Carter was still hale and healthy. 
How I wish they hadn't blown away Anwar Sadat, his own people. How I wish that his own people hadn't blown away Ishaq Rabin. But that's what fundamentalists do. They cannot prevail in a in an argument on a level playing field. So instead, they use violence and intimidation to drag down otherwise normal, decent human beings. And that's repulsive. And it's never going to stop being repulsive until people want it to stop being repulsive and bloody and vicious and hateful. Hey, thank you. Thank you, David in South Carolina, Stan. Got us started. We are now down to 1440 to close the gap in funding from last Friday to today. Um, uh, okay, uh, hi Joan. Uh, something happening? Noticing in progressive voices that progressive programming is listed after the conservative voices, Fox being first on most listings. I guess that's why sometimes we just don't get your podcast when you had to miss before because of other responsibilities. You were able to have a note on one of your broadcast sites so we could find something else to listen to. I'll have to say, though, you're my first choice. Uh, thank you, Joan. Thank you. Um, I'm not exactly what's going on. sure what's going on at progressive voices. I have absolutely no uh, uh, no. Uh, influence or input there. Uh, the best place to al- always, always, the best place to get the podcast is at um, headon.live. There's a player there. There are links to just all the, the links to the, the podcasting platforms. And White Rose Society was at one point in time uh, functional. Uh, it has not been for some time. I will try it again this evening. I reached out to Ben, and he said he didn't know what was going on, but uh, the best place to get it, and, and I even I had, a, uh, I had a note from someone else, uh, Norman, I think it was, saying that the only place he can get the podcast is through White Rose Society because of, uh, the old device that he uses can't cope with anything else. So I, I don't I don't know, but uh, Joan, if you're if you're getting the podcast, the best place to do it is either sign up at depending on what kind of device and what kind of either uh, Apple Podcasts or Podbean.com itself, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Um, where else? Uh, Spotify has us. TuneIn has us. iHeartRadio has us. Podcast Republic, Google Podcasts. Uh, but again, the best thing to do is simply to go to headon.live, and it will be right there as soon as I, I put it up. I haven't had an upload to, there hasn't been an upload to White Rose Society since the, I think, 22nd of September, simply because I cannot connect to the server. 
I don't know if it's crashed or been attacked or you know, I don't know. And it's not and it is something that is entirely beyond my control. So let, let me know if I can be of any further help. You know, what's that, Theo? Um, what we have here is a brand new cliche. Yeah. What Fabio was saying about the Israeli press uh, opinion piece, why did Netanyahu want to, want to strengthen Hamas? An excerpt. That flawed strategy turned Hamas from a minor terrorist organization into an efficient, lethal army with highly trained, dehumanized stormtroopers, bloodthirsty killers who mercilessly slaughtered innocent Israeli civilians, including women, children, and the elderly. This is solidly documented. Between 2012 and 2018, Netanyahu gave Qatar approval to transfer a cumulative sum of about a billion dollars to Gaza, at least half of which reached Hamas, including its military wing. According to the Jerusalem Post, in a private meeting with members of his Likud party on March 11, 2019, Netanyahu explained the reckless step as follows. The money transfer is part of the strong strategy to divide the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank. Anyone who opposes the establishment of a Palestinian state needs to support the transfer of the money from Qatar to Hamas. In that way, we will foil the establishment of a Palestinian state as reported in former cabinet member Chaim Ramon's Hebrew language book, Neyed Haruch. In an interview with the Ynet News site on May 5, 2019, Netanyahu associate Gershon uh, Hakohen, a major general in the reserve, said, We need to tell the truth. Netanyahu's strategy is to prevent the option of two states, so he is turning Hamas into his clo- closest partner. Openly, Hamas is an enemy. Covertly, it's an ally. Things are never quite as they seem, are they? As to the Iron Dome, Lee in New York says, uh, first, it didn't work so well recently. Second, the American version was called Star Wars by St. Ronnie. Did they ever see the movies? The ultimate weapon kept getting destroyed. Sorry, forgot to give a spoiler alert. Third, there's no way to stop a weapon. Imagine if a shield could exist. Use that shield to protect a weapon to its destination. Then, boom. I don't know what kind of intel Hamas had. I'm absolutely and thoroughly convinced it came from Putin. Via the White House... And with Nitwit Nero out there running his mouth about how uh, how impressed he was with Hamas's actions, ah, my my tingling spidey sense just tingles more and more and more tingly. Here's a fun one: Nimrata Haley at some sort of pageant, was asked to explain or or respond to what her orange god emperor said about Hamas and Israel. I want to ask a little more specifically about uh, comments that former President Donald Trump made last night at a rally in Florida. Uh, He said, President of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, let us down. And he also said 
Hezbollah was very smart. What do you make of those statements? We all need to acknowledge it is time for a new generational leader, that we have to leave the negativity and the chaos and the baggage of the past. The only problem is Nimrata is carrying the baggage and the negativity and the chaos into the future because it's not like she's nice. This is exactly what I'm talking about. He keeps taking it back to what happened before. This is a dangerous world. I don't want to hear from him how great Hezbollah is. I don't want to see him congratulate the Communist Party. Uh, Nimrata, you were asked about what he said about Hamas, not Hezbollah. Keep your Iranian-backed terror groups straight, will you, sis? Anymore? I don't want him hitting Netanyahu. He's going through every, regardless of what you think about Netanyahu. This is not about Netanyahu. This is. Oh, but it kind of is. This is about the people of Israel. This is about the fact that when they were dragging those bodies through the streets and they were celebrating, what were they saying? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. That's what this is about. We can't have someone who's so clouded with the past that they can't see the future. That's what I want to do. We need someone with clarity. Hi, Clarity. I think Donald Trump was the right president at the right time. Idiot. I don't think he's the right president now. Uh, Nimrata. P.O.S. per always. You're not wrong, David. You're not wrong. I, we should probably talk about the House of Representatives, the House of Dysfunction, the House of Reprobates. You may have noticed today that Steve Scalise, uh, in the last 24 hours, the Pillsbury Proud Boy, hi, Joy, I love that one, Steve Scalise, the Pillsbury Proud Boy. Um, Steve Scalise has a history. I think part of the reason that he bailed out was because, well, I mean, he beat in, in, in the little secret ballot carcass vote, he beat Jim Jacket off Jordan, 113 to 99. And they all clapped in that audience like trained seals. I changed your metaphor for um, reasons of, well, but Randy Radar, and they all clapped. Ha, 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 ha. Mayhap one of the reasons Steve Scalise, the Pillsbury Proud Boy, bailed out was because people were beginning to find out more and more and more about Steve Scalise, like how he was pals with David Duke, you know, Grand Wizard of the Klan, and how he actually went and addressed a white, white supremacist group. Well, I didn't know he was white supremacist. The robes are a giveaway, dumbass! And then it came out that, of course, uh, back in the day, in 1999, 
Scalise voted against the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. He did it again in 2004. And before either one of those, back in 1996, in the Louisiana legislature, he voted against a resolution apologizing for slavery. What he voted against in Louisiana was making it a state holiday alongside a federal one. Then there was 2002. That was when uh, Steve Steve Scalise went and had a talky-talk with a group uh, put together by Grand Wizard David Duke. Uh, Scalise in 1996 in regard to the resolution apologizing to the descendants of enslaved people uh, had to do with Louisiana's role in the establishment and maintenance of the institution of slavery. Well, at the time, Steve Scalise was pissing and moaning. Why are you asking me to apologize for something I didn't do and had no part of? I'm not going to apologize for something somebody else did. And yet there you are, Steve, still benefiting from what was done 150 years, 160 years ago, 170 years ago, 200 years ago. So, no, Steve Scalise doesn't want to be speaker anymore. wonder if he'll even manage to be... And we have reached the cosplay portion of the conflict. Enter representing Brian Mast. I dropped. So I did. Thanks, Micah. Uh, thank you, John, for letting me know that we, the stream, well, the scream unscreamed. But I'm back now. We're back. Now, what I said a moment ago, the cosp- we've entered the cosplay portion of the conflict, and this in Congress with a, uh, a maggot from Florida by the name of Brian Mast. He put on he put on his IDF costume and done wore it to Congress today, and he went he went on the uh, shitter and posted a shit as the, as the only member to serve with both the United States Army and the Israel Defense Forces. I will always stand with Israel. That's interesting. Him being a member of. Uh, the Congress of the United States, maybe he'd be happier in the Knesset?
but really he he wore he he, he did the, he did his cosplay because he's he's mad at Representative Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib's got her flag. I got my uniform. Global Day of Rage, my ass. <sighs> I saw a headline earlier that uh, uh, the Florida Governor Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Has ordered Florida to charter flights to get his uh, to get Israeli Floridians out of Israel. There's only one problem: he's going to have them dumped at Martha's Vineyard. Just kind of proud of that one. Not really anything beyond that, but it, no. He, yeah. uh, fair question, Stephen. New York: the cosplay stage of the conflict, the conflict in the Middle East, or the speaker circus? Uh, this is this is the this is the the uh, House of Representatives cosplay conflict and well and that arises out of the conflict in uh, in, in in Gaza. Because he's well, he Brian Mast is all pissed off at Rashida Tlaib. Because she has a Palestinian flag outside her office door because she is of Palestinian descent. She made no she made no bones about deploring and decrying the violence perpetrated by Hamas. And Steny Hoyer came to her defense. She's Palestinian. Doesn't mean she's a terrorist. Doesn't mean that she condones this. I fly a Danish flag at my house. I didn't know Hoyer was Danish, but it sounds Danish. Yep. Remember Steve, uh, uh, Flavio asked, remember Steve Cantaloupe's king? Steve Scalise is no different. Stephen New York says, uh, remind me, Hedsu said this, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Uh, yeah. Imagine walking around the halls of Congress in the uniform of a foreign country when you're actually a member of the House, excuse me, of Representatives. And so, with Steve Scalise out of the way, they had a little, another little carcass meeting today. And although a Georgia maggot, uh, I think, what was his name, Austin Powers, maybe? Uh, Peach State Man of Mystery? Had stepped up to say that he wanted to run for speaker, and that was quickly disposed of. So now, the one and only Republican nominee for Speaker of the House... Is Jim Jacket off Jordan? Holy cow! 
The only saving grace is that he doesn't have the votes. Maybe. But it'll be a merry chase if he... But I'm, <clears throat> until such time as they have a speaker... Um, I'm going to remain skeptical and I'm going to continue to advance my personal theory that this has nothing to do with not having a speaker or wanting a speaker, that this has everything in the world to do with wanting a shutdown. They were terribly uh, butthurt and petulant over the fact that they, the maggots didn't get to shut the government down the first time so that they could scream, They shut down Joe Biden's fault! And they, and they want one. And they want it to be a real good one. And the timing, as noted, is such that it would come about a week before Thanksgiving. It would shit on the holiday season. <laughs> Talk about a war on Christmas. And probably into the new year. And maggots don't care about the well-being of this nation. Uh, Randy Radar tells me that we dropped for a minute, but I haven't seen any buffering on this end so far. So this is the kind of stuff we have for this Friday on the front porch. Here's, a, here's, a, here's at least a somewhat fun one. There is a growing amount of pushback against the brown skirts. I, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, st uh, David in South Carolina stands says, uh, Vlad is behind this. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's got his grubby, grubby, bloody little fingerprints all over it. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Flavio, our practitioner of the art of knowing words in many languages, says, uh, Steny Hoyer in, means stony higher. <laughs> okay. I'm so wasted. Thanks for that, Flavio. Uh, Representative Austin Scott, Lee tells us. Not Steve Austin, not Austin Powers, not Austin, Texas, not Scotty. Austin Scott. Well, at least for now, he's not going to be running for speaker. But all of this caucusing is just hijinks. It's political theater uh, to keep the rubes engaged who actually believe that, that the maggots want to even have a functional government. But anyway, people are pushing back against the brown skirts.
a, uh, a comedian by the name of Walter Masterson stood up at a school board meeting. And uh, took issue with brown skirts attack on uh, anything that has to do with the gender or sexuality. They hate things like all boys aren't blue, uh, a, a memoir by George M. Johnson or the autobiographical Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. That latter is the most banned book in America. And so Walter Masterson decided to offer up his own take on things maybe kids ought not read. I'm here today to talk about these woke schools that are failing to educate our children. Trolling Moms for Liberty. When I look around this room, I don't, I don't see race. I don't even know what race is. So when you say things like slavery is bad, I'm like, bad for who? <laughs> the Irish? <laughs> I brought with me today a book that is available to children of all ages in the school's library. This book is filled with overt sexual acts, violence, it celebrates mass killings, and it's being used to indoctrinate our children. I'm going to read you some passages from this book, and you tell me... Yeah, hold on, though. This is great, because somebody's work going around, pointing at the camera at other... there, And so when he says, I'm going to tell you about this book that's in our school's library, available to any child, some greasy old dude with a beer he could strain soup out of had great he takes his pen and his pencil he takes his pencil and he holds it real close to his face yeah i'm gonna write down the name of that there dirty book and probably have to read it later (laughs) so yeah just back up yeah there he oh he's concerned the old dude is got got his maggot hat and got a bunch of buttons on it our children. I'm going to read you some passages from this book, and you tell me whether or not this book is appropriate for your children. The Lord tried to kill Moses, but Zipporah used a sharpened stone and cut off their son's foreskin and rubbed the bloody ring on Moses' feet, saying, You are now my bridegroom. This made the Lord leave Moses alone. If a slave owner beats a slave, male or female, with a stick so severely that the slave dies immediately, the slave owner should be punished. However, if the slave survives a day or two, he should get back to work. The slave is the owner's property. The Lord regretted ever creating human beings, and he was sad, so the Lord said, I will wipe all the human race off the face of the earth. And while I'm at it, I'll kill the livestock and the crawling things too. I'll even kill all the birds in the sky. I wish I'd never created any of them in the first place. Now, do you think a child should be reading this book full of sexual violence and genocide? Books don't belong here at all. Ban this book and let's focus on science, math, and raising administrators' pay. Thank you. And so, uh, uh, for those of you wondering where something like this might have happened, it's the Central Bucks School District in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And it happened last week. I guess he just didn't have enough time, uh, but he should have gotten around to the part where God, uh, where, where God tells uh, uh, the children of Israel to 
slaughter every human being in what, uh, among whatever ethnic group it was, except for the virgin girls, and take them to the priests so they can be raped at the number six dance. And he, 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 he did a good job of it because he didn't necessarily say that, that well, he, he didn't let the, he didn't smarten up the chumps. Now, what I said earlier about uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, monkey up uh, and the flights, what happened is President Biden signed an order to fly out uh, charter flights to fly out uh, Americans stuck in Israel. Um, and people are, people are desperate to get the hell out. John Kirby, uh, spokesman at the White House, said part of the reason that the Biden administration decided to do that is because a number of airlines have stopped flights into Israel for the time being. So after after the White House did that, monkey up, well, monkey see, monkey do. And, of course, it's politicized with uh, monkey-up spokes creeps saying that uh, Americans in Israel have had to reach out to him because they didn't get a response from the U.S. Embassy in Israel. Monkey-up said, We will not leave our residence behind. <laughs> That was my monkey up inappropriate laugh. So, yeah, that. Well, here we are at the top of the hour. By the way, uh, on Wednesday's program, I talked about the statement coming out of Médecins Sans Frontières in Gaza. Other medical professionals are saying similar things. The largest hospital in the Gaza Strip is Al-Shifa Hospital. And Al-Shifa Hospital is running out of medicine. Of course, supplies. Yeah. Water. They're running out of Water. And it's not because the wells all dried up. Dr. Ahmad Al-Mokadam said there is a severe lack of blood product to cover these injured people for transfusion. Unfortunately, there's a lack of medical supplies, so if you want to put on multiple gauzes, but there is available one gauze which is needed for covering a deep wound or anything and thus will affect the health of the patient due to this. 
Patients are stacking up in hospital corridors. There are no beds. There's no more room. Some people are simply sheltering in the hospital because their, their houses got blown up. And Dr. Al-Mokadam himself is now homeless. As he went home from work on Wednesday, he arrived to find that the apartment building where he had lived his entire life had been reduced to rubble by Israeli munitions targeting civilian homes. The uh, deputy project coordinator in Gaza, um, Ayman al-Jarucha, uh, with uh, Doctors Without Borders, said, Today all of the patients we received at our clinic in Gaza City were children between 10 and 14. All of them. This is because the majority of the injured in Gaza are women and children since they are the ones who are most often in the houses that get destroyed in the airstrikes. Doctors Without Borders said, we're talking about more than a million human beings. Uh, this after the Israeli government said that civilians in northern Gaza should evacuate to where... We're talking about more than a million human beings. Unprecedented doesn't even cover the medical humanitarian impact of this. Gaza is being flattened. Thousands of people are dying. This must stop now. We condemn Israel's demand in the strongest possible terms. That's Doctors Without Borders. The World Health Organization said hospitals in Gaza are at their breaking point. They went on to say hospitals have only a few hours of electricity each day as they're forced to ration depleting fuel reserves and rely on generators to sustain the most critical function. Even these functions will have to cease in a few days when fuel stocks are due to run out. And then they'll just die. And we'll hear how regrettable it all is. That story, by the way, is from ABC News. And uh, since October the 7th, since October, since October the 7th, 11 healthcare workers have been killed on duty. 16 have been injured. Four hundred and two people responded to the survey question, how concerned are you about the health care crisis in Gaza? Sixty-nine percent said very concerned. 17% said not at all concerned. Friends, 
David in South Carolina stands says, Candace has Israeli friends from college and has not been able to reach them since last Saturday. I met some of them when I visited her in college. She, 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 she must be scared and horrified and grief-stricken. So anyway, we are at the... Uh, <laughs> Emilio wants to know, does Governor Monkey up already run on Windows 98 or is he still running on Windows 95? Oh, no, no. It's worse than that. He's running on uh, on uh, Windows for warehouses. Circa 1993. Well played, Amelia. Okay. Um, I don't even... Let me see... Uh, Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get the uh, go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree where we keep the extraordinary ordinary roundtable. See if anybody wants to engage in some conversation. Um, don't know who's moderating. Uh, Jeremy, if you're there. Uh, if you would be so kind, please, as to connect. And there we are. And here with, uh, with the first hour gone, uh, we are... $240 away from being fully funded for last Friday. So if we could knock some of that down or even try for a little bit of miraculism, that would be wonderful. Uh, let's, uh, let's say hi. Hey, Jeremy, you there? Apparently, I got bounced out. Okay. I think I'm in. Can somebody tell me I'm in? You're in. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Yeah, hey, Jeremy, you've got the thing going on like you did last week with uh, two computers going? Yeah, I'm going to leave this one on so it hosts for the show. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of an echo there. Well, here we are. How was y'all's week? We're off to a very quiet start. Yeah, Roman, I've got to set up as last week. Sorry, I just flew around here for a second, but everything should be fine. Okay, cool. 
Anything big going on in your world? No, no nothing too exciting. Just uh, lightly following the news and <laughs> trying not to let it worry me too much. It is what it is. <sighs> I get it. I do. There's uh, there's no, there's no winners in war, and there's no right or wrong at this point. They're, they've both done, not. Hamas, obviously, is the big problem here. Palestine has been oppressed for years. In some ways, you feel if they retaliate, you understand why. But again, Hamas is not Palestine. And people keep saying they overthrow Hamas. Well, Hamas took over Palestine. They have all the control. Fortunately, this problem... And they were given money to do it with. Right, and they were given money to do it. And no, it wasn't from the sanctions we put on Iran. That bullshit needs to stop. Stuff like that. But yes, they were given money to do it. And more than likely, this all trickles back to fucking Orange Menace and his mouth in the White House talking to the Russians. So, <sighs> I don't have to think anymore, honestly. But I think the point, I think the point made that, that both sides are being run by wild-eyed religious maniacs is... Oh, yeah, definitely. Perhaps being underreported. I mean, if BB isn't one, who else is? He's been a wild-eyed maniac all my life. <laughs> Without a doubt. Just, uh, he does it under the vows of, you know, you know, he's the president. I can do it, basically. I've got all the power. Even though he's corrupt as Donald Trump is, they won't get rid of him. Or can't. Damn shame. Is that you, Christopher? No, that was me. I, I ran the sink. Unfortunately, I no, no, no. I thought I saw. I thought I saw Christopher come into the room. Okay. Well, I'm gonna back off. I need to get out of the house, but I just started up the group, so I'll be listening. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. I appreciate you. Sure, no problem. Bye. Yes. Yes. Just trying to get organized. My my headset wasn't working. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. You're great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, can hear you I can hear you, Kevin. You're a little bit faint. Yeah, Kevin, you're really faint. Yeah, yeah because I don't have it. I'm in my car, and, I'm, and uh, the Skype didn't go through the speakers in my car, so I'll, I'll wait maybe until I get home. Okay, okay. So happy Friday. Well, Happy Friday so the happy 13th. At, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm watching MSNBC and watching the disaster unfold. Well, it's been unfolding, but well, it's been unfolding for 75 years, right? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, there's more of the same. It's just uh, the, the ante's been upped. It's disgusting, and it just it, it, I was thinking about this, and on both sides. Of the ledger, you have fanatical, religious, uh, fundamentalists, Maniacs. barbarians, barbarians, and of course the for-profit media doesn't really cover what's been going on in the settlements at all. Uh, so, but those people are just as barbaric as the Hamas barbarians that that flew on the gliders and 
bulldozed through the wall and and did their horrible deeds on Saturday. But it's just barbarians. And who pays the price on both sides? Innocent it's, people. And innocent people, innocent civilians. And that's who ends up paying the price for the barbarism on both sides, the religious fanaticism. It's it's sick. It's just sick. And leadership, you have a lack of leadership on both sides. Neither neither side wants peace. No desire for peace. Any any march towards peace, any steps towards peace diminishes their power. It's good business. It's very good business. Yeah. Anybody who has tried to lead to a peaceful direction has been murdered, assassinated. So I I don't I don't know how. Well, like I said, like I said the other night, it's destruction. This feels eerily and sickeningly like talking about another school shooting in the United States. Thousand pairs. And knowing that nothing is going to change. No. It's helplessness. It's utter helplessness. And my heart aches for all the for all the Israelis that were massacred. But my heart is aching now just as much looking at the videos of what's going on in Gaza. It's horrible. We got any other is there is there any is there anything to talk about that isn't this? Fucking jacking off Jim, jacking off Jim Jordan. You want to talk about him? Yeah. Okay. So is he going to make it? When when are they going to have that vote? Is it tomorrow or later today? Tonight? I don't even know if they know. Remember the other day they were going to have a vote at they were going to have a honest to goodness floor vote at three o'clock and then it was like no. I've got a Reuters. I've got a Reuters story here about it. They're reasonably uh, uh, respectable. What's that, Robin? I've got a Reuters story here. They're reasonably respectable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let us uh, tell us. Uh, they write. It became clear on Thursday that Scalise would not win the support of 217 of the 221 House Republicans, and it was not clear if Jordan would do any better. And of course, jacket off is uh, Julius Geezer's choice. Yeah, of course, the sycophant, henchman, minion, whatever you want to term him. Yeah, the, uh, the the Reuters headline says Jim Jordan, longtime critic of top U.S. House Republicans, grasps at gavel. 
But they, the, the thing is, it gets confusing. Jordan's elevation to speaker illustrates the narrow 212, 221 to 212 Republican majority's rightward shift, but could also test his ability to hold together a majority, blah, 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 blah. But he's not speaker yet. But here's what I think is is significant is again this is just a this is just a wire service story. This is Reuters. And now they're not the, these these wire services are not quite so uh, what shy about mentioning that in 2018 former students accused him when he was a wrestling coach accused him of ignoring the rape and sexual abuse of the college wrestlers by the team doctor when he was an assistant coach. He pulled the old Joe Paterno, right? Yeah. Basically the same story. Only the names have changed. And uh, the, the Reuters story goes on and says... Jordan denied all allegations, and a university investigation found no hard evidence that he knew of the abuse, but former wrestlers insisted that the doctor's abuse was well-known, and the report itself found that students had complained about the doctor's voyeurism in front of coaching staff. And by the way, uh, uh, David in South Carolina, Stan, reminds us, and if he's, if he's Trump's choice, he's Vlad's choice. You know, the same thing was going on with the, the Blackhawks. Does anyone know about that story? No. Yeah, 2010, you know, when we were making our rise, winning our first cup in 60 years, 70 years, or 60 years, I guess. And uh, so they wanted to sweep all that stuff under the rug, too. But there was a very similar thing going on. With the team photographer or videographer or something, it, yeah, it's it's ugly. But again, you know, go along to get along. We got we got we got to win the Stanley Cup. We can't have this, you know. We can't shine any light on this scandal. Yeah, we got to win the big. We got to win the Big Ten wrestling championship. Yeah, with the Big Ten football conference. You go to the Rose Bowl, right, Joe? Right, Joe Paterno? Same thing. But again, Jim Jacket off Jordan says, I didn't know anything about it. I was busy sniffing the crotches of, of the singlets. <laughs> Give yourself a cowbell for that. Well, thank you. I will. <laughs> hey, Chris. I know nothing. I know nothing. But they are they are talking about they are talking about it. I hope they continue to talk about it and mention it. Uh, and and let's remember, the crown. If even if he gets it, the crown will not rest easy upon his noggin, his pointy little noggin. Because because he authored a shutdown back in 2013, and in 2015, recall that he was part of a group of mutineers who threatened John Boner with the same motion to vacate that was used to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. In 2021, John Boner said, uh, lighting a Marlboro and 
drinking uh, drinking box uh, box wine through a straw. I just never saw a guy who spent more time tearing things apart. Don't forget he was crying. <laughs> yeah, he was. I just never saw anybody spend more time tearing things apart. Is that better? I don't think I ever saw the guy not cry. Hey, John, by the way, you're potted way up. You, you're, you're coming in fat. You're coming in um, hot. Kind of loud, volume-wise. Hey, I'm back. You guys hear me? Yeah, I got you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Much better. You're actually, I can actually hear you. All right, yeah. Well, I didn't have my phone plugged into my uh, USB, so that could have been the problem. I turned the volume on my, down on my headphones, so maybe that's that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, but uh, it's worth it's worth uh, mentioning that uh, you know Liz Cheney did say, and this is they're going to do it again. They're doing it again. Jim Jordan knew more about what Donald Trump had planned for January sixth than any other member of the House of Representatives. Absolutely. Spot on. I I, I believe that all along. But go ahead, Robin. Not the- no, it, it's just that it, this is. This is legislative vandalism. Yep. Am I alone in not being able to hear Robin? Apparently. Yeah, you're re- yeah she's really potted down. Am I? It's not so much John potted up. It's you're potted down. Okay. It, well, is okay. I, I just cranked it up, and now I'm overdriving. Perfect. Let me tweak back a little. Is that better? It's perfect for me. Okay. That's much better. Thank you. Loud and clear. Good, good. But Steve, I know, I know it makes you happy to see that Reuters is asking questions about, you know, him and the wrestlers. Well, you know what it is? People who are stupid, like him and Trump, don't realize that they can go on criminaling or criming, but once they get into the spotlight, you know, people are going to start. It's like when Paterno got into the Big Ten. He could stay independent and kind of do his own thing. But once he got into the Big Ten and all that media scrutiny. Yeah, all the blemishes come to light. I never heard of a man being with a boy. Remember that one? <laughs> I don't. It, did he say that? I mean, I'd have to He's go the, back in the wayback machine. I've heard of a man being with a boy. Yeah, yeah, he said that. When that Sandusky stuff was going down, they, they yeah, they, they they asked him about it. That was his answer. Isn't he a fucking Catholic? You I'm never assuming, heard of that? I'm uh. assuming he was. Not that that makes a difference, but you know. Wait. Wait, Paterno or Sandusky said that? Paterno said that. Oh. Like, he like, was completely, like, just, you know, uh, naive. Yeah, lying. What? There's, we call that what? lying. There's, what, there's gambling going on in the system? I'm shocked, shocked. Unbelievable. If I may, Christopher, that, 
that word has gotten way too much use. Is Which one? Unbelievable. Is it really unbelievable? Oh, right. Yeah, we've talked about Inconceivable. We, we have talked about this. That's right. That is the wrong word. Wrong choice of words. Yeah, true. By true, the way, Robin, true. you're really quiet again. I uh, don't know why. I can't. I can't go any louder. Okay, Gremlins. Or you, have you checked up? You checked your uh, dispensopel lately? Hey, listen. The Knuton. It's yeah. a brand new Knuton valve. Okay. Okay. It's all about the cats. cats do you have? Do you, do you have a shifting spanner? <laughs> Maybe if you talk about ancient Roman Greece, it'll get better. <laughs> Shut up, Jeremy. Let the record show that that did not come out of my mouth. Robin, what's the name of your cat? Is it Clyde or Carl? Kyle. Kyle, like the South Park character. Okay. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle and Socrates. Right. Kyle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> And he's very definitely a Kyle. On the sports front, the year of the underdog continues as Atlanta and Baltimore and are gone. I bought those playoffs. Wow. I mean, it's been fun. Atlanta didn't just lose, they got butt kicked. That's known as Atlanta doing its job in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, I I started thinking, I'm like, wow, they've won the division for seven straight years and not not an LCS or World Series appearance to show for it, I don't think. No, 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 they won the World Series. Was it last year? No. Or the year prior? Well, they do have one. One. Okay, good for them. 95. Well, there was no, 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 no. They just won. They just won it, like either last year or the year prior. The last, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, a few years ago they won. Yeah, I remember now. Okay, yeah. Because Philadelphia yeah. represented the National League last year. Oh, that's right. Who won? Who won it? Houston again? Oh, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty, one of my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the, a while, man. He he was cursed. Like, like remember uh, with Barry Bonds? He, Imagine that team and they Angels uh, rally monkeyed them to death. Man, Bryce Harper, man. Bryce Harper, that dude is an animal. I hate to say, you know, I hate to equate him. I hate to, like, dehumanize him, but, like, the guy is a superstar, man. He's a badass. How old is he? He's about 30 now, like 30. right? Yeah, 30, yeah. Oh, so he's still in his prime. I thought he was older. Nah, he's yeah, about 30, I think. Yeah, it was so funny. I was watching, I was at the Bears bar for the, when we got our first victory that Thursday night. And a lot, right alongside the game, the Bears game, what were they showing? The 2003 Bartman game. Like, I, there's a documentary about it. And there was Dusty up on the front stoop. Front step of the dugout, and you know there's a certain the there's a certain irony, and there's a certain irony in that Dusty Baker spent a lot of his playing years with the Braves, and the, the Dodgers, Dodgers, yeah. and, yeah, and a, San Francisco. He was, a, he was a big Dodger, yeah, and Giants. Uh, I want to say. Speaking of the postseason, what do you guys think about the Final Four? 
Yep, Rangers, Astros, um, Phillies, Phillies and, and uh, yep, hey, and uh, first first ever All Texas ALCS. How about that? Yep. And Texas has never they don't have a championship, correct? Yeah, Astros. Astros. Have only a few. Astros. Huh? No, no, Chris meant the Rangers, qua Rangers. Rangers. Oh, the Rangers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. Rangers had some good teams in the nineties, but the Yankees always beat them in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm enjoying the playoffs. A lot of good pitching, yes. boy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of really good pitching. <clears throat> how do you guys? How do you guys like Strider from the Braves? I think he's a. I, you know, I'm a Phillies fan, but he's a great pitcher, though. Yeah. And you know what's cool about him though? I, 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 like I found out that he's a he's a sane person and not a, a stupid right winger. He's a liberal. That's good to know. I don't know about any so, of the other. <laughs> oh, good. No, I'm good. I'm so good. Go ahead. Switch to football. Football for a second. <laughs> uh, me being a Patriots fan, I know uh, a lot of Patriots haters out there. But who would? Who? Why would the Raiders want Mac Jones for Jimmy Garoppolo? I have no clue. <laughs> Not that I think that's a huge upgrade for the Patriots, but anyway, it's been floating. Well, Garoppolo's out there. got all those injury problems, right? He's got, a, yeah, he's wicked. Hell, he's well, what could happen when he's in New England that you know everybody thought he'd be the next Brady and he wound up getting hurt all the time and that's why they got rid of him. I think pretty much he was great when he came in at first, but you know, hey Ben, your Chiefs durable. looked your your Chiefs looked mortal last night. Yeah, I I was expecting a more higher scoring game than that last night between both teams. Yeah, no kidding. But I I, uh, I got my Taylor Swift drinking game going. <laughs> you have to take a drink every time you see Taylor on the in the skybox. I'm looking oh, forward. I'm looking forward to the Monday night beating uh, between Kansas City and Philly. Oh, that's going to be a great battle. I think that's going to be Philly's first loss of the season. Did you see what the Niners did to Dallas? Yeah, they shredded them. Who's going to beat the Niners? Uh, as long as there's no injuries, I don't see. I see them just flying all the way through. My prediction is going to be Kansas City versus Philly round two in the Super Bowl. You think Philly can take out the Niners? Yeah, I think it's going to be Phillies and Niners in the uh, NFC Championship game. And they'll find a way to beat the Niners? Yep. I'm and not think, seeing it, but okay. <laughs> I think this year and I think this year's Super Bowl is gonna be a shootout. All right. Well you heard it here first. As long as Mahomes and Kelsey stay healthy now. Well, right.
But it seems like when Taylor Swift's at the game, Kelsey plays better. She wasn't there last week when they played Minnesota. Yeah, she wasn't in the dome. It's not a dome. Any- wait, wait, do the Vikings still play in a dome? Maybe not. It's U.S. Bank Stadium. It's enclosed. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wasn't there. Maybe she's only going to be at the home games. Yeah. Well, my liver thanks her for that. Hey, as long as as long as these two stick together, I'm okay with it. Because you know, neither one of them have a good track record in relationships. That's the problem. And you look at you look at the Rogers Danica thing, right? Yeah. Both those people walked away from that relationship completely. Uh, different people. Yeah, but Travis will at least get a song written about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He better get residuals. Okay, I'm going. I'm going back into the swamp. Damn it! Uh, I was talking uh, earlier. Okay. Uh, just because this is so disgusting. Um, do you know who I'm talking about when I mention uh, uh, squeaky little neo maxi zoom dweeby Ben Shapiro? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but wife not wet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ben dry, my dry wife Shapiro. Well, he's been he's been beating the war drum. Of course, he's not signed. He's not he's he has not left the country to go and sign up for the IDF or anything. Another chicken hawk. But. Uh, so today, or well, recently, maybe yesterday, he posted a picture, and it's just—it's basically a wad of charcoal, and and you can see someone wearing nitrile gloves, and some hands on a piece of like rolled up sheeting or toweling or something, and he said, "You wanted pictorial proof of dead Jewish babies." Here it is, you pathetic Jew haters. Israel will minimize civilian casualties, but Israel will not allow the pieces of human shit who did this to live. Every ounce of blood spilled in Gaza is on Hamas. And it turns out there's a there's a uh, an online service out there called Optic, and it can it can it can differentiate between real photographs. And things that were generated by AI. Guess, oh, who did that? That was nice. Excuse me. Well, it turns out that uh, Ben Shapiro's photographic evidence is AI generated from a photograph of a, of a, puppy, a, 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 a puppy rescue at a shelter being treated, you know, having been rescued. A puppy. That's 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 how far this bloodlust goes. But then there's also <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Um uh, different John sent this in. Holy smokes. Um uh, uh, George Anthony DeVolder Santos William Henry Harrison 
the hero of Tippy Canoe, had a hissy in the house today. Remember, uh, remember, uh, George Anthony DeVolder William Henry Harrison Santos is uh, Jew-ish. You remember when he said, I'm Jew-ish? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not even a little bit Jewish. But, well, he's been he's got some more indictments coming, including identity theft. Oh, what a, what a surprise. Oh, what a shocker. And so today he was wandering around in the halls of Congress with, like, a lifelike baby doll in his arms or something. <sighs> I, 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 think he's, I think he's reached the crack-up point. And so cameras were all around him in one of the house office buildings today. And he went on a screaming tirade. And, and I don't even know what he saw, but he saw something that he didn't like, and this transpired. And the next time he tries to accost me with a child in my hand, I want him out of here. He's an animal. I am holding a child. He is a fucking terrorist. Who? You can go look at the who, Andrew Jackson, who? He's a terrorist sympathizer that has no business in this building. What is happening in Israel is abhorrent. What is happening to the people of Israel should not be defended. Nobody defending Hamas has any business in this building, whether you're elected, whether you're a civilian. It is a disgrace that we allow people to parade that kind of thought in here. That kind of thought. I love the word. Hey, come back. But this is, it's so weird. And of course, somebody said, George Santos needs to resign-ish. <laughs> Give whoever that is a cowbell. And I don't know, I don't know what the thing is with the baby. Well, because of the, did it have a head on its body? Well, yeah, you can see, you can see a head. I mean, he's just trying to deflect. Yeah, that's all he can do at this point. Hey, Steve, can you shed any light on so all the Congress critters in New York are trying to launch Santos? Is that correct? What do you mean? I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Now all the all the the Republican House delegation from New York has filed a motion to expel George Anthony DeVolder, Tippy Canoe, and Tyler to Santos. I I I do know that almost from the day of the day after he was sworn in that the that the GOP out in Long Island was basically up in saying, arms. They're like, no, you're not. No, you're not a part of us. Any office space that you might have had at the party, nah, no thanks. But see, I'm still struck. But I think this is a great strategy, and I wish I wish somebody was doing it. Um, if they really want to get rid of him, there's 212 votes they can have for the taking. And then they only need 81 more, 80 more uh, 
Republicans, but do it jointly. Somebody needs to go and just say, okay, you want to do this? You want to expel him? Make it a twofer. Matt Gates goes too. Yeah, but with that slim margin, you 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 know there's no chance of that, right, Robin? I, no, I don't. It's we're talking about eighty out of two hundred and twenty-one. Oh. Uh, and you know, there's three or four Republicans, so it's more like seventy-six. And they all hate Gates. They hate him. At some point in time, one hopes that there is an actual desire to protect and support and defend the Constitution of the United States, which involves actually funding the government, you know? It could happen. Hey, Steve, is that your fan? Oh, sorry. Better? Infinitely. Thank you. I'm sorry. That's okay. sounded like you were, like, out at the beach or something. So... So what's the latest with Trump? What's going on with his cases? Is he getting any convictions? Well, well that's not going to be for some time. But, Robin, I did hear you were talking about the parking lot Esquire yesterday, right? Wednesday. She got her ass handed to her again. So, so that's going to be the first thing up is it's going to be whatever damages from his civil trial are going to come down. Is that that's supposed to happen pretty soon, right? No, 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 it's not damages. You have to understand that damages are to compensate somebody for something somebody did. This is not damages. This is called disgorgement. This is basically we're just trying to figure out how much how much of your money is ill-gotten gains and we're going to take. Now, that maybe that's angels dancing on the head of a pen or a distinction that only a person who has their brain fried from law school can would would distinguish. But that's the difference. OK, but I do love well, that. Hey, I do. I, like I, the, I know, I like I know what you're talking about. Right and I, I do love the term, though, Steve, disgorgement, disgorgement. Yeah, it's basically break. the court saying. Uh, we're gonna feel. We're gonna figure out how much we're gonna take from you. Yeah, you, we're gonna see how much that you don't, that you shouldn't have. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take that back. And it could it, it could go right. into it could it could go north of a billion dollars. Ooh. The ad damnum I, the ad damnum was like what two hundred fifty million. Yeah, and apparently that was a minimum. Right. That's that's a floor, not a ceiling. Does everyone understand? I want everyone to understand this. This isn't new. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. There is a magazine, and it's in other big cities have them called Cranes. Cranes is like a, uh, a magazine of business insiders in various metro areas. There's a Cranes New York, a Cranes Chicago. There's probably a Cranes Boston, L.A., Cranes did a, and Cranes has, it's like Cranes top 50 businesses in a given area. The Trump org was one of the top five for years. 
And they, the last time they were in the top five, they had a reported revenue slash income of nine billion dollars. And you can you can find this. There's an article on the Internet you can find that tells about this. Well, cranes, apparently every so many years, they try to audit or do a deep dive on the numbers that a company provides. They found out that the Trump org was reporting their was reporting their numbers tenfold from what they already were or from what they actually were. So he was reporting nine billion in revenue and they only had nine hundred million, which is a lot of money, mind you. But it's nothing compared to what he claimed. So this isn't new. And for anybody thinking that it's new, it's not. This goes back years. So if anybody says, well, you know, witch hunt, first of all, slap them in the face. You're right. Second of all, say, but this isn't new. This goes back a long time where 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 people found out that he had overstated stuff and other people had actually called him out on it. And again, remember what we said about gym shorts, people who have skeletons in their closet. When they open that open that door and let people look in there like Trump did when he ran for president and like old gym shorts is doing running for speaker, they soon regret it because had Trump never been president, none of this, we would not be here. Correct. You probably would have never faced an indictment. Well, I mean, all of the indictments are related to him being in office, but he probably Mm -hmm. would probably um, Letitia James and um, Alvin Bragg, who, you know, the the pay, the uh, false business records, none of that would have ever seen the light of day. Mm hmm. I agree. Jim Shorts, that that the story about him looking the other way when the buggery was going on would have just been a little fringe story concerning whatever district he's from. Now it's national news. So now. We have a rapist, Trump, endorsing the rapist enabler. The accessory. Yeah. No, no. Well, maybe. I actually put that on a poster and faxed it to uh, Jim Shorts' office. Oh, you did? Yeah. Rapist endorses rapist enabler. Wow. We'll see. Oh, uh, by the way, I need to mention this because we're well, we're closing in on the third hour of the program, and we're a long way from any kind of miracles. Um, There is a challenge on the table that would help immensely uh, from our kind anonymous friend, who, if somebody will put up twenty bucks, will answer that with forty, and that will get us down to. uh, Let's see. Um, that'll get us down to thirteen eighty. Thirteen eighty, and only a hundred and eighty dollars from being funded for last Friday on the front porch. So it it would be great if we could keep this hole from getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and at least get done with last week. 
and a $60 start on that would be huge. Thank you to uh, Cecilia, and thank you to David out in Oregon earlier today, and thank you, thank you so much to uh, David in South Carolina, Stan, for getting us started. So hopefully uh, that'll happen. Um, you were asking earlier, Ben was asking earlier about uh, progress in any of Trump's cases. Yeah, the the verdict is not expected in the fraud case until what? Early December, Steve, I think was the last thing I read. Cuz uh I was thinking when didn't they say I thought they said 8 weeks or something like yeah, but yeah, December is what I remember. Yeah. Uh because there is a lot of fraud to disgorge. On the other hand, however, uh he he lost somewhere else. Oh, and there is another challenge on the table, courtesy of Ralphs. So this could be, uh, we could really take a bite out of uh, well. Let's see. So there's the 110. That would get us down to uh, 1350. Uh, a $25 challenge for Zach, a Republican intern, to be named Speaker of the House, according to the New Yorker. From the Borowitz Report, Andy Borowitz. That was oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was say, is that Andy Borowitz? Republican intern named Zach to be Speaker of the House. And what they're hailing as a consensus choice, House Republicans have nominated a college intern named Zach to be the new Speaker of the House, the freshly minted GOP nominee acknowledged that he was kind of surprised to be chosen as Speaker, but said he was like totally stoked about wielding so, that hammer. I'm like, whoa, right. all of a sudden, I'm Thor. This is going to be dope. Zach, who's taking a year off from his studies at the Northern University of Southern Florida, is well-liked within the GOP conference. Zach never screws up our coffee orders, one Republican congressman said. You couldn't say the same for Kevin McCarthy. Zach. So, uh, in honor of Zach, Ralphs has a $25 challenge on the table. So, taken together, if we could get $45, it turns into 110 And that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm totally stoked so, to wield that hammer. Robin, is there, so, Robin, is there a deadline of uh, when um, he has to get a charge before he can be disqualified from even getting on the ballot next year? Um, he does not have to have a charge to be disqualified. Under the 14th Amendment, the problem is he can have 72, he can have 91 felony convictions. And it does not suffice to keep him off the ballot. Wow. You have to... Lead America. You, you, you basically have to convict him in an impeachment trial. And with him out of office, you can't do that. You can't, impe you can't impeach a guy who isn't in the office. But he is he is having uh, he's he's having some problems. A judge in Colorado, because uh, I mentioned this the other the the other night, uh, one of his petty foggers out in Colorado is saying that the case asking for him to be kept off the ballot in Colorado, based on the Fourteenth Amendment, the, the the Trump defense was, well, he had no no he had no duty to support the Constitution as President of the United States. Except his oath. 
Well, the, but the oath doesn't say support. So they were, you know, they were they were hair splitting. Yeah, right. Jesus. Words matter, right? Uh, but now the oh, uh, the ju- but but now according to the Associated Press, a judge in Colorado has said, uh, no, um, his free speech objections don't apply. Good. And this I is all being words of advice. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going. The case is all being brought by uh, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, and they're using that theory that the Fourteenth Amendment's uh, insurrection clause is self-executing. And that uh, they say that an, an act, an act of his pettifoggers say an act of Congress is required in order to enforce the fort, and that's just not in, it's not in there. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard too. And it's the other way around. Yeah, two thirds of the ho- two thirds of both houses of Congress have to act in order to lift the disability that comes with it. But yeah, he. Uh, the, the presidential oath says preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And the lawyers said, well, that's not the same as support. And the pettifogger went on to say, the framers of the 14th Amendment never intended for it to apply to the president. Oh, God. Why not? Well, there's nothing. And there, there's a record of the of the 14th Amendment uh, debate, and that ain't in there. I had some quick words of advice for our young intern Zach. Yes. Just make sure never to uh, get into a car alone with Matt Schlapp. True. Schlapped. I've been slapped. Or Jim Jordan. <laughs> well, no, That's Jim Jordan. Will, Jim Jordan will just <laughs> with uh, a wrestling outfit on. <laughs> no, Jim Jordan will just kind of. Look, yeah, put look away while Matt Schlapp is slapping <laughs> the interns' junk. Schlapping. We've got a fappy and we've got a schlappy. I got a question. Yes. How come, with the light, in light of everything that's been going on now, with uh, everything getting ramped up in the Middle East and being exposed now in Ukraine because of our, you know, it's just one more thing we got to deal with. Why isn't somebody making life difficult for Mr. Tuberville? Yeah. Somebody, somebody out there really needs to make life difficult for this man and open his eyes. I'm sorry. I'm not making a threat. I'm just saying. Not saying, just saying. Okay? Because this is enough. I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing this guy with this smug little smile and do they, they know what they're doing. We, we've all, we all know what they're doing. They want to shut it down. They want to blow it up. You want to blow it up? Blow it up because you'll get blown up along with it. I'm talking about the GOP people out there that are all behind this shit. You want to blow it up? You want to blow this country up? You're going to get blown up eventually. They're going to be coming. And, I mean, they're, they're laughing at these people. Putin and, uh, MBS and, uh, People of the troublemakers in the Middle East and everything, and 
Xi Jinping, Xi. and they're, yeah. they're all they're all laughing at the entire GOP or whatever you want to call this party that's in the United States right now. They're 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 doing their bidding and they're they're going along with them, you know, for political points, and uh, it, it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fix this shit. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna gonna take us all you know doing what we got to do we all know we got to vote and i i'm but in the meantime just right now somebody out there or the defense department i don't know how it's going to take get done but somebody needs to just uh i don't know tuberville man i i can't see how this guy's pulling this off how how is this fucking guy who doesn't know shit from shinola Holding up the fucking United States. I'm sorry, but the entire I'm military. Flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Fetuses. Anyway, I'm done. I'm all done. I'm all done. Rant over. Well, I've also heard that they're purposely doing this, and Randy Paul is doing his shit. Oh, don't even start me on him. I put something in the chat room with that guy. Yeah. Well, I heard that they're trying to slow walk all this stuff and basically stall everything until the election. So that Trump can get his sycophants in there, in place. Yeah, and just end the United States as we know it. Correct. Hand the keys over to Vladimir Putin. Hand the keys over to Vladimir Putin. That's what they want to do. Put Michael Flynn back in. Put his brother back in place in charge, and and all the miscreants mm-hmm. and all the anti-American folk. Well, let's hope if they do. Well, I don't know. I don't want to go down that road. Because then that would be, you know, if they do pull that off, let's just hope something in the military makes it not happen. Now, I don't know. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, whatever. I got a question for you guys, and this is a, this is an interesting one. I never encountered this before until yesterday, and I was like, that's an interesting concept, but I don't know what to say about that. What do you say to somebody that says that Trump is 50% right and Biden is 50% right? About what? what? Everything. I, they was telling me this yesterday. I was like, how can you, know you say they're both 50% right about everything? You know what I say? Just say they're 100% not paying attention. I was just going to say they're 100% wrong. Yeah, it's one of those truth table things. You got to TF, some, you know. Can someone and, turn off their uh, train set? I'll do it since you turned off your fan. Gotta do a Jack Nicholson on him. What are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I said, you sound like to me, you're the glasses half full, glasses half empty type of person. If you say 99 <laughs> things correct and then say one thing's false, guess what? You're you're wrong. It's false. Your statement's false. If you say 90, 99 things all strung with ands and something that's wrong, then the whole thing's wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's the first I've ever heard someone say that, and I'm like, "What does that mean? You're on the fence next year?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm on the fence." Uh, <laughs> that no, that's a, no. I'm sorry, that's a Trump voter. That's yeah. a Trump voter. They're not, they're just going to vote the for fence, Trump. Trump voter. They don't want to say it. They're on the fence. That's exactly it, Jeremy. There, I mean, on the fence, bullshit. There is no fence. I just stumbled upon your show, and I like to listen to both sides. 
and I do my research on the Facebook. Oh my God, that's that, that, that's Emilio, isn't it? I went to Google University, University. <laughs> yeah, I know. I went to Trump University, and then that got shut down, so I had to go over to Google. Yeah, but I tell you what, I got some real good meat through the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I can't. Whoever would say, no bullshit. I don't. I don't think there. Yeah, are, I don't think there are really any undecideds. Not when it comes to Trump. No. I mean, what about him? Goes, gee, I'm not sure. You either anybody love it or you who hate didn't it. vote. Yeah, anybody who didn't vote for him in 2020 is not going to vote for him in 24. There's no fucking way. Well. Then I asked him, I said, so what, you, what makes you think he's only 50% right? He said, and he said, all these court cases. And I said, what does that um, even mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what that is, it, means. is this your cousin, Ben? No. No, this was somebody I talked to at the hospital yesterday when I went to, for my appointment. Should punch him in the nose and fucking walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Vermont then he, way. Then he could be in the hospital for another reason. <laughs> uh, you know that meme I mean, that went around so... a few months ago about like Northeast is mean nice, South is nice mean, Midwest doesn't give a fuck, and California is just nice nice. It's all true. Vermonters are mean nice. Okay. Oh, by the way, from the uh, Department of Come On, Let's You and Him Fight. This is fun. Uh, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt, it just gets worse. Has picked a new fight with Mark Wayne Mullen, a senator from Oklahoma, Stan. You might recall it was Mark Wayne, whose mama and daddy couldn't decide on Mark or Wayne. And they already had the middle name picked out, you know, Aloysius. So they named him Mark Wayne. No, they didn't. But it was Mark Wayne Mullen who said, "Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, we, we were. I served with him in the house, and he'd show us these vulgar pictures, and 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 talk about how he would crush up sex pills and snort them." And, 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 and take him with Red Bull so he could fuck all night. And so now, Matt, it just gets worse, is accusing Mark Wayne. Probably true, I mean, because Republicans, you know, they don't care how they make money. But he said, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen disclosed purchasing up to $50,000 of Raytheon uh, on September 13th. He sits on the Committee of Armed Services. <laughs> And Mark Wayne was particularly uh, uh, agitated that Matt, it just gets worse, had said something vulgar about that paragon of uh, probity and chastity, Governor Christy Nome of South Dakota, <laughs> you know, who's, uh, romp, uh, who's pretty much known to have been romping for a couple of years with Corey Lewandowski. I love that one line in the story. That she became an open joke in, in the in the White House. She said, "Yeah, Christy Nome's going to save conservatism." 
Yeah. Yeah. The woman who's fucking Corey Lewandowski is going to save conservatism. You betcha. Keep telling yourself that. And thank you. I think she was in the same corn shucking class as Boober. Very well likely. Uh, thank you very kindly to uh, uh, Kevin in Massachusetts. Kevin just took care of both challenges, plus uh, 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 Christopher's help. Wow. Different Christopher. Christopher jumped Different in on, on Christ, Christopher jumped in on Venmo and said, "Rough week, awesome shows." Thank you. I feel like we do good work here. I've upset some people. But I upset people every time we deal with this godforsaken issue. Um, because I'm, I, I, can't, I can't just say that one side is entirely right and one side is entirely wrong, but it is entirely obvious that neither side is entirely right. Which issue? You know. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. But you know, further you know, further proof there with Matt Gates. Get a twofer. Do him and Santos. I mean, tell are, are there are there not get are, rid of them all? Are are there That's are there right. not seventy nine Republicans who actually care about the government of the United States and the people of the United yeah, States? I think there is. I think there is. Yeah. Hold. I mean. Uh, the Democrats, Republicans that care can all meet and say, "Okay, who are the crazies? Let's get them out. Let's let's put them all on a list. Let's let's take a vote and get them all out now. Clean house now. All of them. You know, Gates, the demon dentist in the desert. Everybody. What's it? Fifteen, twenty of them. About yeah, but Kevin, Kevin, they would want the squad on that list. Yeah, I think if if we keep it to two, just uh, George Anthony. DeVolder, President Zachary Taylor Santos, and Gates. One's a crook. Uh, one's a crooked fuck up, and the other one's George Anthony DeVolder, President Andrew Jackson Santos. No, but uh, get you know, take the lead mutineer. Make him walk the plank and look at the other mutineers and say, you want to take that walk, too? Yeah. Yeah, make an example. Yeah, that's right. And put put everything in place beforehand. You know, we will do this, and then we will keep the government open. We will do this, and then we will have, and then we will choose a speaker, and then we will keep the government open. As part of that deal, would it would you have to go to the Democrats and say, "Hey, you got to vote for jacking off Jordan for Speaker"? Is that a deal worth having? And then we will expel Gates and uh, Santos. Is that a deal? Is that a deal worth having? Uh, I don't think the Jim Jacket off Jordan part is. Well, but there's got you know. I'm not crazy about him, but what about uh, what about Don Bacon from Nebraska? That guy keeps making somewhat marginally marginally reasonable noises. Let him be a caretaker speaker through the second session of the 118th, and then 
see what happens in the 119th and please jesus you know there's going to there's probably going to be one less republican because of the redistricting in alabama one hopes and maybe the folks in new york will be like oh shit and have their oh shit moments and be like boy did we fuck things up and the people in the california districts yeah they could wake the hell up too then we're back to normal, at least in a house. There's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity here for the same people in the house, and they're running out of opportunities. It all started with the first impeachment and the Senate failing to convict. And we just kept blowing it from time after time. Every opportunity came by, and they just let it go. This is before, you know, and. and not counting the election, which, you know, that's another opportunity, but let's talk about the legislators, not us. And here's a oh. chance. Here's a chance. I mean, you want, you want, you want, you want sane? You want your kids to uh, be able to have the same life you had? You want to hit them to, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I just, it's You're right there. You're asking them to do the right thing, Kevin. And the thing is, the power. Yeah. Power hunger is so great. You'll still have power. Get rid of these people that are just, come on. They know that these people are just useless. They're they're creations of Trump, like, enabled every all these people to get elected. You know, if you take, if Trump doesn't become president, you think Matt Gates and all these other fuckers will be fucking in there right now? Most of them, no. I would say no. You know, and it he legitimized just cartoonery. Like I I, we all we all see it. We're all frustrated. I know. I'm not I'm I'm preaching a choir here. So I but another opportunity is right here. You know, just get off the the crazy get off the dance floor. Get rid of somebody's, you know, make an example of a couple of them, make them walk the plank, put the put the Put the poison in the water. Let them figure it out. And um, I don't know. I've seen interview and after interview with so-called yeah. so-called sane Republicans. They're yeah. admitting, fully admitting that we look like a clown show. This looks like an absolute circus. They fully are admitting that on the TV, I, on the for-profit think- media. You think some of them have to just realize, wake up some Sunday morning and say, all right, is, is this what I want for my, you know, me and my kids and my grandkids? You know, do I want to have an out of control country where, hell, I mean, you don't know if you're going to be living one day to the next. Well, maybe it's self-preservation and they, they feel like if this continues, they're going to get blown the hell out in 2024. You take one for the team. So what? You don't get reelected. I think these Biden district people, if they if they if they come over, they'll get reelected if they run. Or, I mean, maybe they won't, but uh, they do the right thing. That's not going to hurt them. So maybe they will get reelected in a, a Republicans and Democrat districts. And but it's as long as they're doing the right thing and they're not crazy. I mean, I can live with that. I can live. Well, not real. Well, you don't want too many of them because you know you don't want to. At the end of the day, they are Republicans. I get it. But, um, you know, 
Yeah. I don't know. Good. I seen a thing on my local news this morning that they're saying right now, uh, national polls showing that uh, Biden may not win the Democratic primary next year. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, I, Pennsylvania was it Pennsylvania you saw there? You got like twelve points or something. To yeah, who? Against who though? I don't uh, know. Hey. Who's even running against him? Trump well, Jenk is going to run now, and that's going to no, fuck heard, shit up. Who? I heard Trump was up like twelve. Jake Uger. He's running. Oh, shut the... F- what? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. He is going to run. He wants to run. Which is fucking ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a good dollar. Well, there's that. But run, I mean... Run, Jank. Run right off the fucking cliff. <laughs> God, I can't guy. see anybody... Beating Biden in any primary, I don't believe. Yeah, he's, he's he's just the left. He's just the leftish Alex Jones. Pretty much. Yeah, what did we deconstruct him over last time? Oh yeah, you you had a good rant for him. It was. Uh, did he have something to do with the uh, transgender issues? Or was it something else? No, he's trans. No, it was Biden. He wanted it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden, yeah, Biden, Biden must not run. Right. That's why he's running. What a fuckwit. He's just going to fuck shit up more. No, he's he's not even get on, he's not even going to get on the ballot in all 50 states. It's just a grift. It's just he's a hustle. right on that. I, I mean, mean Marianne and all these he, people he can't. He he get the fuck out of the way. Was oh, that's I did hear about that. Yes, that's true. That's exactly true, Jeremy. Birth certificate 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Birth Birthers, deathers, ninthers, tenthers, birchers, booger eaters. Sorry, UPS guy. Sorry. No. That's okay. The competition. Yeah, a new phone. Oh, nice. What'd you get? Uh, I got it for my son. Actually, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's just a Samsung Galaxy, another, another new one. Yeah, we, um, I use an Android phone for the stress line. By the way, if anybody wants to get on in on via the stress line, eight four four eight four three four six seven six. And Jake's uh, argument was that his parents, one of them is American. So he'll go to the Supreme Court and he'll win hands down because the Supreme Court will side with him. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yup, I'm the last dodo. Vote, dodo, 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 dodo. Is he any different? Than, is he any different than Cruz in that regard? Um. Uh. Oh, good question. Well, Cruz, was he born here in Canada? No, he was born in Canada to American parents. They were naturalized. Is that right, Steve? Well, but it doesn't matter what your parents well, are. But, 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 no, no, hold, hold on, hold on. I think Mama was American. Uh, Raphael uh, Sr. Cuban. Didn't get around to becoming an American for a very long time. Because that used to be one of my references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 
who for, so you know, just kind of like forgot Obama. to become an American. Well, Obama was born in the country, though. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean yeah, I, that yeah, was that was one of the more interesting aspects uh, back in two thousand eight, because John McCain, John McCain, whatever else, uh, John McCain's father was an admiral in the United States Navy, and he was posted to the Canal Zone when John McCain was born. But John McCain was not born in the American, and, and you know, technically the, Cal, the, the Canal Zone was American territory. It was American soil, just like any embassies, you know. If you happen to be accidentally, I mean, not accidentally, but if it just so happens that you're born in an American embassy, you are born in the United States of America. Same with the Canal Zone. Problem was, John McCain was born in a hospital outside the Canal Zone in Panama proper. But we didn't pay much attention to that because the Amer- because uh, too many people, including melanoma, were busy hollering about, "Where's the there? There is the Kenyan birth certificate." Jesus! God, that whole nonsense, and that launched Trump into the into the presidency. That was this launch point. That was the start. Uh, personally, I, I think I think the real hunger for vengeance came. At the uh, uh, nerd prom, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yes. When yes. Donald Trump just roasted him and said, "Now that the birth, what do you say? Now that the birth certificate problem has been answered, Donald can get back to the real questions of the day that deserve his attention, like who killed Biggie and Tupac." <laughs> oh, Donnie didn't like that. Donnie is not mocked. Doesn't understand that he's self-mocking. Y'all, thanks. uh, Seriously, thanks a lot for getting us down to 1350. 150 more. 10 at 15, 15 at 10, etc. 150 bucks more. And last week is fully funded. Last week is fully funded. Because that'll finish off last Friday on the front porch if we could raise another 150 bucks. And believe you me, that would be tremendous. Uh, you remember the remember the uh, Wisconsin maggot Derek Van Orden, who swore a vulgar blue streak at Senate pages in the Capitol. Oh, oh, I do remember that. Dropped story. all those okay. f bombs. Yeah, apparently he has anger issues. He was in a briefing. An intelligence briefing. How he got in, I don't know. Well, never mind. He was in an intelligence briefing for members of the House regarding Israel that was brought uh, to them by the White House, national security staff. And he was entirely belligerent. Toward the presenters. Yelling vulgarities at, to, to a, at the point of which uh, Representative Dean Phillips, a Democrat from Minnesota, uh, who is Jewish, by the way, said, shame on you. And uh, Judy Chu of California said uh, he was rude and attacked the presenters. I thought they had very substantive things to say, but he just had this blanket attack saying that this is the worst information I've ever had. 
and basically attacking them for being incompetent. What an asshole. But then again. Can the cheeseheads correct that problem? Uh, probably not with the way it's the, the way it's gerrymandered right now. Didn't said member when he was yelling at those kids for laying around the rotunda claim that Washington was buried in that vault? Uh, yeah, like yeah, and he was also, according to other people who saw him at the time, uh, drunker than Adams off ox. Ah, yes. So he may have been torched in the intelligence briefing too. That would not be surprising. Wow. Oh, and uh, this is interesting. Michael Cohen has asked to be excused as a witness in the fraud trial. Really? Yeah. Yeah, why? Claiming he has a uh, medical issue. He says he, he plans to be, testify as soon as he can. Unfortunately, I need to attend to a pre-existing medical condition that impedes my ability to testify this upcoming week. Rest oh. assured, I will testify at the earliest opportunity. That sucks. Ooh, that's interesting. Now, I wonder if he woke so, up with a horse's head in his bed. Well, there's that. But Ben on or an court orangutan. Case watch, <laughs> on court case watch, uh, October 23rd, isn't that the cheese bro and what's her yeah, name? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, Squidney, the Kraken lawyer, and, and uh, cheese bro, Kenneth. Yeah, so watch uh, out Mr. For that, Rogers man. with a Xanax problem. Jeez, bro. Oh, boy. I hope hope we get some, uh, something there. Right. Because, I mean, anything that, that can slow him down or or uh, prevent him from running next year would be great. And th this now, now, this this is something that may turn into a big deal in the coming days. CNN has been reporting that as of September 28th, U.S. Intel warned Israel that uh, they, had, they, they had evidence to suggest that Hamas was getting ready to esca escalate rocket attacks. And then again on October 5th, U.S. Intel warned Israel that there was an increased possibility of violence from Hamas. And then on October 6th, we warned them again of unusual activity from Hamas. Now, to be fair, CNN said none of the American assessments offered any tactical details or indications of the overwhelming scope, scale, and sheer brutality of the operation that Hamas carried out. It's unclear if any of those assessments were shared with Israel, which provides much of the intelligence that the U.S. bases its reports on. Almost has a Richard Clark sound to it, doesn't it? It kind of does, doesn't it? It does. Hamas yeah. determined to strike inside Israel. Uh-huh. Bin Laden determined <clears throat> to strike inside U.S. But they apparently didn't act on it. Take it a step further. Japanese determined to strike Pearl Harbor. We didn't act on it. 
Well, BB's too busy trying to dismantle democracy. So, if this is if this is true, then it does become much more of a lie hop, doesn't it? Let it happen on purpose. Five thousand rockets teed up in 140 square miles. Uh, Hamas fighters walking through the border wall, roaming around inside of Israel for hours before the IDF even reacted. They had time to go into Israel, kidnap kidnap people, and go back. You tell and me slaughter how- and burn. Burn and yes. slaughter. You tell me how those things happen in in the most surveilled, monitored, censored, whatever, area, border, uh, with drones, everything in the world. Right. I read it in Le Mans. I read an arc, two articles in Le Mans, and I was like... Well, and, and the thing is, I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily know... Uh, the nature of these rockets, they are not precision-guided munitions. We do know that much. Um, but, you know, it's not like you take 5,000 old Budweiser bottles and make sure the wick is sticking out from the, you know, with the, these aren't, these are... Exactly. It, 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 if you assume things like satellite surveillance, 5,000 rockets ready to go... Right. That's what that article what said. Is that, right, what is that? What is that? What? No. What does that look like? Say from a satellite. And you've got they've got drones that drones that go over this area constantly. Something's going to come out on this. You watch. It's like you said, Steve. Uh, too much going on. Read Somebody the, moved. There was. Go ahead. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, I think the Jerusalem Post the other day published a survey like I think it was 72% of Israelis blame Netanyahu for this mm-hmm. yes that's good that's a good number and you know we need to be very clear all of this warmongering is coming from the Israeli government it's not coming from Israeli people no they don't want it's they don't weird. want they don't want to see the the Gaza getting completely strafed and Turned into frickin' Iwo Jima. <coughs> or Corregidor, you know. The Israeli people are not... So, anyway, I'm gonna shut up now. No, you, you guys are both right. You're absolutely no, the, right. The, the, the people don't want... The people don't want... They all live together. There was a uh, point in time when the two two-state solution was the percentages were way high. That number has fallen as right-wing, you know, the right-wing lunatics have taken hold of the, you know, power in the country. That number has diminished, but I I mean, I I haven't seen a recent poll on that as far as is, you know, the Israeli civilians, you know, population, and if they still believe in a two-state solution. A majority, I, I would say, yeah, probably still a majority, but that number is much smaller than it was like ten years ago. 
There's a guy, I forget his name, he's, he's been arrested a lot. He proposed a one-state solution. Just why have two? Why not just have one state? And everybody's free. Everybody can just have the same rights as everybody else, no matter what religion you are. Why do we need that two goes, states? That goes contrary to, like, the founding charter of Israel, right? I, I'm not an expert on the founding charter of Israel, so... I mean, it's supposed to be a Jewish state. True. But this was a this was a Jewish guy that was uh, proposing this, and he's, he's uh, I forget the guy's name. I, I I'd have to look it up, but I, I read well, about. Well, if you're name. a lover of democracy, then what you're saying is absolutely right, Kevin. That's what. It, if these folks truly believe in democracy, that's the way it should be. And if they're a secular state, then what the fuck does it matter what your religion is? Mm. I mean, that's where we all like to get to. They're not a secular state. Lest anyone think so, look what's on their flag. Well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that's not a judgment. It's a fact. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I think, I think that. Uh, you know, with all the neologisms that bounce around out there, I think one appropriate – oh, this, would, this is going to be a complicated one. You know, this goes, this goes all – I remember being in Germany in 2012, and um, seeing road signs on, on the highways, you know, this exit to Osnabrück, and realizing that I was in Westphalia. You can call it Westphalia. No, I will not. Well, because that's the English translation of Westfalen. But anyway, it oh, kept sorry. it kept it it kept just it it, it was like a it was like a scratch an itch you can't scratch. It was like a tickle in your throat because I, something in those names was resonating with me, and then it dawned on me. The piece, the, the 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 piece of Westphalia, which was signed at Osnabrück in a cathedral there, and ended like what the three hundred years war or you know one of those bloodbaths. And in terms of history and political science, that is recognized as the birth of the modern modern nation state. And what it was was a tacit rejection of ethnostates because that was how all those wars happened. And so in 1948, with the creation of, that, of, of, of the ethnostate, Israel, it was sort of a, a rejection of that idea, the nation-state as a buffer against um, ethnic violence didn't necessarily prove true it wasn't much of a buffer at all but that that is that is what that is what we you know in the in the wake of the collapse of the Ottoman Empire and so forth which what was that what was it referred to throughout the 
17 and 1800s, The Sick Man of Europe, The Sublime Port. Um, but, Steve, your point is well taken. Your point is well taken in that it is... And, and again, that writer uh, whose piece in the New York Times I shared at the beginning of the program said Israel is being run by a lunatic, theocratic, religious minority. And the same can be said of, of, of Iran, God knows, of Saudi Arabia, And that's where all of this comes from. I mean, th- there is no there is no doubt, but that there are liberal democracy urges and elements inside Israel. Um, among other things, Israel has a vibrant um, LGBTQ community. There are some very gay parts of Israel. But make no mistake, the religious Looney Tunes want to suppress them in Israel every bit as much as they do in any Muslim nation. You know, the, uh, Israel has segregated buses where women have to sit at the back of the bus, lest an ultra Orthodox man might be offended by the very sight of them. Yeah. Really? Do we, do, do we, do we not remember the story year, from years back where a, a flight was delayed? Uh, it was either New York to Israel or Israel to New York, and the flight was delayed because an ultra-Orthodox man threw an absolute fit because he had to sit next to some disgusting woman Because that's real. That happens. And, and you know, that's the common denominator between those folks and Hamas and Putin. They're all on the same side of that coin, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I've said for years that uh, over here, uh, it's, it's a good thing that the Christians hate the Muslims so much, you know, the evangelicals hate the, the Muslims so much, because if they ever actually sat down, if, you know, if a Southern Baptist ever actually sat down with a Muslim and started talking, it could be trouble, because then they'd find out how much they have in common. No dancing? No dancing. Uh, women shut the fuck up in church. Women shut the fuck up in the mosque. No women, no no women in positions of authority. No women in positions of authority. Against gambling, against gambling. Against drinking, against drinking. But in either case, of course, well, you have said it a million times. You know the the the, the Roman the, the 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 Pope at Rome doesn't recognize the authority of the Patriarch in uh, in in uh, Athens and uh, the uh, uh, the. Uh, Archbishop of Canterbury doesn't recognize the authority of the Pope. 
and Southern Baptist deacons don't recognize each other in the liquor store. Well, neither <laughs> neither do the mullahs, okay? Right. They like their booze. Can I, can I just tell you something? What? Uh, I don't know if if, if Islam is against dancing because I went to one of the, one of the funnest uh, wedding receptions for a friend of mine who's from Yemen that I've ever fucking been to, and the food was fantastic. Oh yes, um, it, well yeah, and 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 you know it's all it's all sectarian, okay? Um, but. You know, like I said, the Church, the, the Church of Christ here in the United States, uh, won't allow so much as a pitch pipe in their churches because everything, everything has to be uh, a cappella. And you know, I just want to clarify something. I know I write in a lot about Catholic stuff, and I'm not trying to proselytize anybody. I honestly, a lot, like Robin, I emailed the other night. I've never heard of a lot of this stuff. It was just never a part like this whole uh, the whole revelation thing. Uh, uh, a lot of this I'd never heard of. I mean, I think I told Robin this. We had a mass at my church the other night for coming out day right up by the altar. So a lot. Of this, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't recognize a lot of this stuff. It's not my. It's not my experience at all. Well, this is what happens when you let peasants learn to read by reading the reading the King James Bible. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, and you and you understand. I'm not. This is not me proselytizing. This is me. No, it's, I don't recognize this. No, I and don't. and I mean the you know the uh, the Vatican says that. Uh, premillennialism and millennialism and all of that crap is just a disgusting heresy. It, it's just that it's crap. And oh. again, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not. Look, the 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 my, my the the Roman Church has more sins to feel to to to, to uh, repent from than any Protestant denomination. Given well, they just got a that. yeah. They just got a little jump on us. That's all. Yeah. You could stack up their their sins, and you could climb up, climb all the way to heaven on that stack. Of yeah, sins. Um, but but I will say this is, I just don't see, and it, maybe this is, and you can help me with this, Robin. I don't see Rome as anti science and anti as as I and anti all this whatever. And maybe, again, that's probably a well. They, but but thing. the thing is, they went through their anti science spasm back with Galileo. Okay, sure. Okay, because yeah. you know well, the guy, the guy that came up with the Big Bang was a Jesuit. Yeah, I know. And the the, the Vatican Observatory. If if you ever if you ever want to read. And, and it's got one of it's got one of what Mark Twain used to call a snapper. There's a short story by Arthur Clarke simply called The Star. And it is magnificent. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I may have to go and reread it this evening. Uh, by the way, yeah, we're coming up on the end of the program and uh, like I said, a hundred and what, a hundred and thirty bucks would finish off last week's fundraising. Because we're a week behind now, if we could finish, if we could not be trying to finish off two weeks prior when we come back on Monday, that would be great. So, any help is great help. The PayPal button is at head on dot uh, head on dot live, and somebody's on the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. 
Hello? Hello? Shorty. Hello? Is Can that you hear you? me? Yeah, is that you, Shorty? Yeah, hold on. Let me send this last email. Yeah, that's me. Hey, everybody. Good to hear from you. Hi, Hi. How you doing? I was trying to write in everything that, um, yeah. So how you guys doing? You miss me or miss you? Yeah. So how's everybody? Oh, we're okay, but more importantly, how are you? How are you? I'm okay. Well, I don't know. I'll tell you next week what happened last week, but I'm okay. I've walked well, okay. Wednesday, I had a last Wednesday, I had a stroke, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go through all that. No, no, no. Get, get this. The stroke happened in the emergency. Damn. And, uh, because I thought I had a stroke, and then it came by, and I was feeling okay. And I said, you know, so let's go to the hospital. Talked to my sister, yada, yada, and then glance, and then when we got into White Memorial Hospital, turned into the ER, and he asked me my name, and I, I couldn't even say it. And he said, Jim, you the instructor. Stand by. And he got everything, and didn't wish me away, and did everything, and she said, I'm going to say this to you slowly. Yada, yada, yada. And it's, if you look it up, it's small T, capital P, capital A. They gave me the, the inclusion, and it saved my life. My arm and leg came out. My voice and everything came back and I just tried to shut it. So I said it. Yep. But I didn't even talk about it. <laughs> mm. um, okay, cheer up. Cheer up, guys. Yeah, so I, 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 I do have the speech. So, you know, and it's called TPHV. But I've got some friends there in California. And we were talking about it. And you know, you guys know that I have a serious background with you. Um, but you said something more moments ago. Sorry about that. It's called the recurrence of the stroke. So it's just my voice, not me stroking. And by the way, the infusion, infusion that I got this did zero damage to my brain from the stroke. Okay. So, um, so I have family, we, you know, talking, and telling everything, but, but you, you, you read something, uh, Robin, or said something about the attack and that America was giving Israel some intel or something like that. It, according to, according to CNN, happening. yeah, we sent three warnings. Yeah, we'll see. Here's the deal. They weren't, they, they, to be fair, they, they weren't specific warnings. And no, no, no. But we share we share info we share info regularly, and what people are what people in the know are suggesting was like, well, yeah, and we sent it, and they went, yeah, we see this every day. Yeah, but see, here's the, the deal, and it came up with this. It'll come out probably next week. Well, what you read was pretty much accurate, almost word for word, but that was intel that uh, Israeli Israel was had between each other. America just put their name on Israel's intelligence. And they were telling America, it's living there now. And it's like a new thing, too. Yeah. So, so this, it's just, it's probably a game playing thing, which is what made me call, because it's just, I've got friends there. And if you understand what happened with the funeral, okay, okay, Hamas said two years ago when they stormed the mosque, you know, and the world did nothing, and we all saw, uh, you know, the Israelis come in and shoot up people and shoot up the mock, and the funeral, and the funeral was attacked. 
And no one, we just said nothing. Even the 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 woman was an American, German, you know, she killed. We did nothing. The world did nothing. And Amar said, just like Iran said, when they he attacked Eden and killed someone, um, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna defend ourselves and we're going to get you back with this. You're not gonna ask that bitch. And so they knew Hamas was planning this in three years, two or two years of punishment, So they knew all this was going on. And they could and they coordinated this and, and, and America had no choice but to say that Israel and Iran didn't help and involved them by themselves. So pretty much here we have a, a checkmate America in Israel. Uh, we have a checkmate of Israel right now. And so they let everything go up. They let everything happen. And the reason for this, understanding that, the reason for this is, okay, if you go back to history, and I'll, I'll pay for this, and I know that you want to go to. I can't help but do that. But I want you guys to understand this, because this is very important for Americans to understand this. And, and, and this is not, I can validate it against it. So um, there's the talk about wiping Israel off the map. We know that's not anything but a geographical thing if you go through history and you see the map, how it's shrinking, it has Palestine is shrinking, it's just a geographical territory. So the reason why Netanyahu, because the head of the intelligence reports directly to the prime minister, no one else in the side, but he reports directly to the prime minister, and only to the prime minister. So he is his, his whole thing is his last hurrah. He's not going to win anything. He knows he's going to go to jail. His last hurrah is to just take land. So in order to have this happen, we have to have this massive attack. They knew where every coordinated attack point was. They could have stopped it. And several times it was stopped and, 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 and they just they said nothing. They got the devices and removed it and just don't say anything. You know, so it's a hush hush on your side. If you feel it, if you feel it's a horrible thing, you should understand the horrible thing. Imagine me knowing that I'm going to let something happen. That, that, that PTSD now you have in Israel is, is, is so far on the military side. It's, it's horrible. So we let this happen, okay? Why do we let this happen? Well, because we need to get the removal of Palestinian people so we can get that up. So they let the time go by, so now they're calling for a massive evacuation of a million people. You know, and, and why? Well, when you move all those people, you can just bulldoze their homes down, and then when everybody gets rebuilt again, who's going to live there? And then you're out there in this resort. And so this is this is the craziness, the crazy sick mind of a person who will let something happen just for the sake of land. And that has to be the most, that has to be the most, I mean, I had a clock coming to my brain and they stopped it. They stopped a massive stroke. Like, and no one is stopping it. And so now, can you still hear me talking? Yes. Hello? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So now what you have, you, okay, what you have, this is very serious. Now what you have is a checkmate. Because Israel has now been put in a checkmate hold because what's happening is Hamas is going to go through and he understands something. When you say a day of rage, 
It's not like saying like a mop and not to. It's called a day of rage. And in our country, in Western country, like saying Black Lives Matter, it means get out of the street and protest for your rights. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything more. It doesn't mean blow up nothing, hand grenade anything, do all that. It's express your rage and, and you know, you know, and, and within yourself, the jihad within yourself to stage, you know, devout to yourself will express yourself of this, this struggle that you're going through, okay? And, and let it be known. So it's going to be a world, you know, what do you call it? Condemnation. But first we have to let, um, how do you say, the man with his pants hanging down act an asshole and act a fool. And so you're going to hear probably or maybe here, I don't know if they're telling you guys here on the news, but from all my friends there in Gaza and Palestine and in Janine and other places, they're saying, we're not moving, we're not leaving, we know, because they know what's up. We're not going to leave our homes. No, you can't make us evacuate from our homes. Bomb us in our house. Kill us right now. Because we know what this is about. So then there was a quiet uh, instigation a couple of days ago also to Hezbollah, you know, and to all these other ones. And so now there's going to be this big surrounding of action, and it's going to be, look, you can't do this. These people told you they were going to do this. This was in the sense, and there's some other things that have happened in the streets, just civilian-wise that has happened, and, and they told you, stop. Stop doing this. We're going to come at We can defend ourselves. No, you can't do this. You can't bulldoze this, this house for nothing kill all the news footage and don't show America. You feel me on this? And so we have a right to, right to defend ourselves. And they do have a right to defend ourselves because they're under occupation, to defend themselves under occupation. So now it's getting to the point to where other peoples who are in occupied lands in Syria and uh, Hezbollah and other places, you know, places where they're just going to say, we're going to defend ourselves. And so then what do you want to do? You cannot call for American help because America doesn't want to get anything wrong with their land. Because when it comes down to it, everybody is knows what's going on. And so that's actually what's happening. You guys really need to understand this. That this is really a checkmate. And if America if we as Americans get involved with that and say send people over there, fight for Israel, then we're saying, okay, we can let an American die. A dual citizen. And our president say nothing. And when he's over there and they ask to speak to the woman's parents, they he tell her parents to come here to the United States to the White House. In the meantime, we almost lose her coffin because we want to, you know, shoot up her, her, her funeral. And this is, this is why this is awful. Awesome. So, well, so, I mean, Shorty, so I, I remember, I remember, I remember some time back, uh, we used to at least give lip service to when Israel would go in and expand the settlements and kick out more people right. out of the West Bank, we would we would at least pay some lip service and say, hey, you can't do this, right? And, and then, of course, right. that went away too. You know, I, I don't know if it went away during Obama or – well, definitely, obviously, Trump would never say anything about no, it. No, Obama, they, they couldn't, they could, nothing, I couldn't stand it. He, he did, Obama did, quite, just kept the same thing as Senior Bush. The Senior Bush halted any of that. 
terrifying uh, uh, man that he was when he scared me when I was under his his, his rule, you know, in the White House. Uh, he said no settlements. When the, he banned settlements. When he first right. said that, he banned settlements. And I remember them but actually rolling I, back settlements, and there was the outrage in exactly. Israel about it, and this and that. But Thank at least they you. were doing the right thing. They were doing. They were following the UN rules or international law, basically. And but then right, and slowly, the we have now. Yeah, and slowly that started. Good, good. You know, they played the long game, right? They just played the long game. They played it out. Oh, people aren't going to yeah. pay attention anymore. Oh, they're just Palestinians. Who gives a fuck, right? Is basically what the whole world. Would would they? Well, see, yeah, but yeah. And add to that, when our president went there, and he said, "I'm a Zionist. I've been a Zionist for 40 years," and then refused to talk to the Palestinian people, and then refused to talk to the female uh, journalist dual citizenship Palestinian who was murdered. A family. This was the mm-hmm. same time. And, it, and so, so the checkmate is all of these people who are under occupation are saying, no, we're going to fight for our land. And that's the checkmate. You hear it, you know, I'm reading up, and that's the checkmate. And so what's going to happen is you're going to, you're going to sit up here and going to try to get somebody to, to give you some money, because you know, we can't, we got to stop immediately if we want to help them to get, stop giving to Ukraine to give to Israel, because so now they're going to say all of our stuff that you gave us doesn't work. They got passed, you know, with Iranian, Iranian intelligence. And then the intelligence said, well, hold on, hold on a second. Huh? No, that's a lie. No. Yeah, and Shorty, so, what, what so is Popeye like saying? Popeye Pop- 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 says, it, it can't stand, it's no more. It's all I can stand, yeah, it can't stand, exactly. it's no more. Well, come on. Yes. I'm 62. So imagine if I was 70. All my life, all I know is, is occupation, you know? And I've seen, and it's, I've been an observer there. I've been in line with a pregnant woman and, and stood there for hours and even walked to the front of the line. It's like, get out of here, get out of here. You know, until, and then until I said, I'm international human rights defender. Okay, we well, still got to wait. And then the hospital, you guys, okay, like say, where your your back your your back door is, the the that's the the uh the checkpoint the very last checkpoint, and the hospital is all the way out your front door to the curb. That's how close the hospital is. You know, what I'm saying? she dies in the baby room, but we still for four hours for her in labor. Oh. You know, these are the kind of ungodly things that happen. You know, so the PTSD thing, they on the other side of the wall, they make a beautiful mural of, of wonderful things to cope with. But, but these kids now are not like, I mean, they're just like these kids now here. We want our planet. We want you guys to stop shooting people. We want our rights. You know, over there, it's stop beating up these Ethiopians. Look, you guys, these kids are like, no, you can't be like this. Okay, I understand great-grandpa died in the war, but you can't be picking on these people. Why are you taking your money? Why are you routing, route, route, routing the water the other day? These young Israelis are not having it anymore. So, okay, you had this, okay, look, we're not taking this for you no more, baby. Just, I don't know how you changed the rules and got back in, and now you're going to change all the rules so you're forever and ever grand pooping head. And okay, but look, you're not going to treat us like the Palestinians. <laughs> you don't get out in the street. 
And so now we're going to go against you. Oh, yeah? All right. And all this problem, this Hamas is building up of all these things. You've got these wars in the street. You've got people beating up on each other. You've got Israeli-Palestinians getting in conflict with regular Palestinians. You've got people who are inside Hamas who are double-dipping for Mossad. You've got all these kind of things. And they're all saying, let's just quit. Let's just stop it. Now nah, we're going to start some other shit and start some stuff in the ministry. And so then all of a sudden, I said, okay, let's hit this, do it right now today. And then it all happens. You know, it's like, well, yeah, shorty, you know, now the kids are off my back. Yeah. Well, and Shorty, it's like I'm seeing these interviews with Israeli leadership, military leadership, and they're referring to Palestinians, not just Hamas, Palestinians generally mm-hmm. as animals, as subhuman. And mm-hmm. it's like, are you hearing yourself? Mm-hmm. You're an Israeli. You are a Jew. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what you're saying, what's coming out of your mouth? Do you hear these words yeah. coming out of your mouth? These are echoes of the past that were used against you and your uh, uh, ancestors. Ancestors. Yes. Work. For 6,000 yeah, years. But, but, then, but, then also, but then also, too, there's another side saying, how dare you talk like this? These are the same kids that are the same age. They're out in our streets with George Floyd and whatever. That same generation of young kids. Know, what are you guys talking about? They can't get TV time. They get locked up. They're talking like you and I and Robin and everyone else here on the horn on Friday on the front porch. It's probably Friday on the front porch discussion somewhere in someone's backyard or out of the grove or somewhere. You know, and then and this and this they're t- they're told to shut up because this man got back in office. I mean, and then we have a president, and then what's this other guy, Scalise, whatever he says? I'm going to support for Israel. We're begging to support for Israel. It's like, what are you supporting? The calling of people animals, savages, and what? And, and it's. So it's going to be okay. Look, all right. Well, the fu- I, if I could, if food. I could just, if I could just break in for a moment, the, pro- the problem here is that is that is that people go immediately to hyperbole, and I have tried so hard over the course of this week not to go there, mm-hmm. but to talk, in, but to talk in terms of, of of actual losses and actual slaughters and actual heartbreak and actual <sighs> horror. Yeah. And, see, and, and, and 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 people and, right and people people retreat into their camps, go into their silos, what have you, and then communication ceases. But 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 I gotta but I gotta I gotta I gotta wrap. Hey, shorty, I gotta wrap this up, hon. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, right. but we'll talk more okay. about this. I want to thank. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say I want to thank Texas. Right. T- I want to thank Texas T because uh, he just got us down to uh, 120 bucks to go to get last Friday funded, uh, so that we won't be more okay. than a week unfunded when we come back on Monday. Thank you, Texas T. Appreciate it so much. Thanks to everybody. Will you still do a back porch, by the way? Yeah, there will be a back porch because Jeremy's got it set up so that we can do that. Um, okay. The back porch will continue after this. After I go off the air and uh, start getting the upload. Uh, done. So thanks everybody. Okay. Thanks for thanks for a great conversation. I'm you know I'm I'm glad to hear from you, Shorty, because it's been a while and and, and I hope you're I hope you're okay and getting better. 
Uh, I am. I'm fine. Cancer free too. So good, yeah. good, 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 good. Uh, so I love you guys, and I'll see you. Talk to you next time. Okay. All right, jump okay. in or, or stick around. Well, um, I know you'd have to jump in on Skype because you're on the stress line. But Yeah, that would be that. Okay, Shorty, take care of yourself, hon. I will. And um, thanks, everybody, for joining in the conversation. It was good. Uh, just a couple of things to add before I go, uh, uh, go away for the weekend. I'm not going anywhere. Um, New polling from Emerson University shows that Joe to the mansion born is down 13 points in a hypothetical matchup with Make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice. And, of course, baby dog. Joe to the mansion born needs to get a... Get a, 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 a Joe, get a fish, okay? But that does... That doesn't vote. On the other hand, if lightning were to strike and Alex Looney Mooney from Maryland was to be the Republican nominee, Joe would probably whip him pretty handily. But Joe is in peril and Joe knows it. So that 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 rumor about maybe he'd like to be president of my beloved West Virginia University might be true. Also, um, it is inspiring to see, like we had the clip from Doylesville, PA, it's inspiring to see that uh, groups are gathering to push back now against the brown skirts. Uh, The uh, Moms for Liberty uh, Hartford County chapter are planning... uh, 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 an event in Avon, Connecticut, a week from tomorrow, and the uh, local Democrats have organized a, a protest outside the event. I'm, I, I will always, I will always speak out and speak in favor of anyone who has the courage to stand up against fascism. And the brown skirts are as fascist as they come. So that's a good thing. And that's the program. Over the weekend, if you'd like, if anybody would like to help out and help reduce, well, first of all, get last Friday taken care of. Then we can start on this week. Um, it sure would be helpful. It sure would. Thank you. Um, thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thanks to our U.S. Postal Service subscribers. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Finnell up in Brooklyn. Thank you so much. And thanks. Hey, thanks, Rusty. Don't feel uh, we we lost a subscriber uh, who told me that things have just been tough and he's got to reprioritize. But thank you. Thank you, Rusty, for being there. Thank you so much. Thanks to our a la carte contributors this evening and everybody who responded to the two challenges. Thank you. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Jeremy, for uh, uh, firing up the old holler tree. 
so that we could have this conversation this evening. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Hope the little guy's okay. I know how scary that can be. Thank you. Uh, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Cold River Mountain Watch. CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Get your booster, get your RSV, get your flu shot, wear your mask, especially if you're around the maggots. You know what they're like. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. I think I'll do a shot right after the show. No, I'm kidding. Um, and, 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 and for God's sakes, as, as ever, if uh, someone comes shrieking toward you, don't ever approach me while I'm holding an infant in my arms. Oh, by the way, it turns out that uh, George Anthony DeVolder uh, President Martin Van Buren Santos was yelling at an American citizen who happens to be Jewish and objects to the slaughter. So the Jewish dude was yelling at a Jewish guy and calling him a terrorist. There we go. Avoid him like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.